Sirius 197, XM202, The Virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Right now? All right, it is the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Watley now in fifth place in the Hardcore League. Chris Stanley, 75th place. Happy Typing Girl, 62nd place. Ronnie B is rocking it out at 197. Like a fucking serious channel. Maybe if Messi stops assisting and just starts scoring. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Fez Watley uh, has a way of being first, and then somebody comes along and does it better. I don't know how this happens to you, Fez, but I want to get into it uh, a little later on. Uh, well, I guess I can get into it now. Michael Jordan has the whole world talking about his stupid fucking Hitler mustache. And that was your gimmick. You had it. Mm -hmm. uh, you kept it as a cult thing. Uh, people were like, in the halls. Well, you weren't liked uh, in the halls here. And obviously we even got to a point where you weren't allowed to go see Oprah when Oprah came. Because uh, I never knew this, but I guess uh, Oprah, completely anti-Nazi. Um, but Who I don't, knew? I, yeah, I don't see her saying anything about Big Mike Jordan. Now, he did the Haynes commercial, and this has been out a while, but there's this slow build now turning into uh, a furor <laughs> um, about the Hitler mustache. And I don't know why uh, a small thing like a mustache should politicize anybody. It just... If, if you know, you don't go to Amish people and say, what are you, Lincoln? You're a fucking big Lincoln fan? You don't get enough of the Lincoln? Uh, there's any, you know, you have a handlebar mustache, eh, sideburns, you can get away with it. Anything on the face except for that small mustache. Now, if you let it grow out, inch and a half on either side, nobody would have a beef with them. Uh Hicks, you're a young hipster. You're uh, constantly over there in Williamsburg. Anyway, this can catch on with the kids. I think with Jordan rocking it, there's a chance. Really? A so Jordan legend. could pull it off and Watley can't? What are you saying? Well, he just said Jordan. Yeah, uh, it's... Six championships. Why is he beloved and gets underwear commercials and I'm ridiculed and told to sit in the back? Let me see your fat fingers. Uh, no rings. No championship <laughs> rings at all. Not a single one. You need a championship ring to get people to pay a little attention. Now, you were noticed for it. Mm -hmm. You were told not to go near Oprah. Uh, by the way, who uh, delivered that to you? Uh, that was from Rob Cross through Steve Bladder. And then above. Uh, yeah, and then... That, that Shit was rolling down the hill from the very top where they basically said, don't let the weird guy freak out Oprah. Whatever, man. It's, he fucking rocked the Hitler and fucking Jordan's looking good. All right, I, like, well, I, like, I like you, I, too. I don't blame Whatever, him, man. You're constantly ready to be on the other side of the man. <laughs> fucking grow up. You've had enough Never. of this. Never. No. You know what? This breakfast club thing of yours has got to come to an end. And I don't even think your dad did burn you with that cigar <laughs> for spilling paint. I think yeah, you're just did. saying that. No, it's true. Um, but it is very fucking strange that where you uh, roll your hair uh, has something to do with this guy who's been dead for, what, 70 fucking years almost? Yeah. 70 years now. This is what uh, Bigfoot Steps, uh, 
A.H. laid down because people still see him as the boogeyman. They're still ready for Nazis to come spinning fucking back up again and starting shit. Well, some of them are in Brazil, right? Or Argentina or something. There's still some old How school How old ones. would they fucking be, though? They're They'd have to be a million. They're still scary. The boys from fucking Brazil. And I know they're in Argentina. And one of them is coaching that fucking team. <laughs> um, I don't know why you couldn't pull it off, Fez. I don't know why this wasn't your uh, your gimmick. Because uh, you you hit it and you rocked it hard and... Uh, you kept it going for a while. And other than Anthony, nobody would really even pay attention to you. Nobody would say it out loud. Right. Uh, Aunt was giving you high fives every time you were coming down the hall. But everybody else around here acted like they didn't know. And then I was telling people from the Martha uh, uh, channel that didn't like you, no, he's just a huge Charlie Chaplin fan. Because they were calling you Fat Hitler for a little while. Which I also didn't appreciate. And that's the air of panic around here. If Michael Jordan wanted to go on the Oprah Winfrey show, she'd have him on in a heartbeat. Hell yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Where I can't even Chi-town. be seen in the same Windy room. Windy City. Uh, John, you're on the Ronnie Fest show. Ichiban, Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, South Korea. Dude, dude, don't give it away. There's a lot of people T-bowing. <laughs> Just say you saw a good game today. That's all. You saw a good game. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it out there and let the people enjoy. Creepy laugh. Yeah. Thank God for Argentina. Fucking, I'm up 76. What did place. I just fucking tell him? What did I just tell him? Now you're giving it away. No, I'm not giving it anything away. I'm just saying my fantasy <laughs> points went up. That's all I'm saying. Who knows who won the fucking game? Mine, mine better went up a little bit on those fucking assists. <laughs> I, like to, I like to find myself in the 180s. Do something nice. <laughs> If my fucking address was 197, I'd never stop crying. I can't live that far uptown. That's fucking Paulo Dykeman Streetville. Is that where Fez sent you to see Neil Young? Oh, don't even. God damn it, Fez. Why does that have to be brought up? Because you, you, you fucking just, the presents have always been awful. You fucking baby Hitler motherfucker. Look at you over there. I had the uh, color scheme on that outfit, yeah. though. You know what? Why, you know what? I'm going to start doing to you, Fez, to get even. What? Forwarding my emails. <laughs> Don't. Holy shit! Holy shit! By the way, I got a drunk text from Dave, like fucking. Oh no. Two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it had something to do with baseball. Oh shit! Isn't it just the best sport ever? Was he drunk or high, and maybe both? I don't know, but I, all I looked at that text and said, he doesn't seem like he's looking for a gig. Well, when I'm at work again, Harris, at 2 in the morning every <laughs> I night. I know. He certainly didn't have a fucking interview this morning. That's all I could tell. Maybe he just wants to sleep in, wait for those afternoon interviews. No, he's up early waiting for the paper for those one ads to come in. Why you got to fucking ride the guy? You want me to start forwarding? I'll no, do it in a heartbeat. Forward. I ought to fucking do it in a heartbeat. Cheese, uh, you're on the run of Fest show. And Yeah. Our good friend, Jay Moore. Yeah. He's going to be hosting 2010 NHL Awards next Wednesday. I had no idea he was that big of a hockey fan. Well, I say lucky uh, NHL. They're in for a night of hilarity. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know how familiar uh, hockey players are with Nice Guy Eddie, but I certainly hope he does the bit. Was uh, Louis C.K. on ONA today? Or was that, to, was that later? Uh, that must be later. I didn't hear I know today. Louis is out doing his stuff. I 
Saw him last night on the Daily Show. He's yeah. fucking killed. Did man. you see that? Yeah, I caught it. Yeah, he's fucking so funny. New shows on FX. Yeah, I know. It's uh, June 29th. Yeah. You know what I'm going to be? Popcorn front and center. Just enjoying. And then every once in a while, I'm just going to throw some of my popcorn up in the air. When I'm really enjoying myself. I like, like if I'm in a movie you know, and uh, there's a big laugh, I just throw popcorn oh. up like it's confetti. Like, hey, everybody. Got we're all here together. Yeah, I'll bootleg the show. I'll download it. <laughs> no. I'm going to fucking sit there and enjoy it on regular TV and then support his advertisers. I'm not a Nielsen family. Fuck it. I'm hoping to get a, a big laugh in a movie when I yell out, that bitch got wasted. And then have everybody <laughs> laugh after something happens. It really bugs me how easy these guys get laughs in movies. I was watching uh, Jarhead once, and when uh, Jamie Foxx came off, some guy just yelled out, Beeman, and uh, got good. a huge laugh. That's fucking good. That's good. <laughs> One of the things to really get the big laugh on in the movie uh, is really bad trailer. And then just do a, that looks awesome. Oh, yeah. And that'll always get the monster fucking. <laughs> and then you'll see people high-fiving further away. It's fucking great being at the movies, yelling shit out. Um, all right, a little bit of sad news here. Bill, Bill, Jersey, you're on Fez. A big ass one, Annie's having a bomb about What do you say, buddy? Ronnie, uh, sad news today. Uh, original P-Funk member Gary Diaperman Scheider passed away from cancer. Everybody oh. loved the Diaperman the best. He was right up there with Umbrella Guy. Uh, those two fucking guys really <laughs> rocked it out. I really wish, like, my friend had a great fucking band that I could just go on stage with an umbrella and fucking tour like <laughs> that. hang out. Yeah. You're on stage, and here's the thing. It's not like it ain't helping. People are fucking happy to see that Fuck umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Diaperman guy... I don't know how he even fucking decided to himself. <laughs> um, diaper. That's the way to go for me. I got to fucking pull that off. Well, it's crazy, you know, and fucking, uh, he, the spaceships and giant babies. I think it comes together. Yes, it does. It all fucking works. The mothership has landed. Here he is. He's looking good. My own. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you have to fucking think to yourself. Is it time to put it behind me? Because there is a there's a fucking cutoff age for like cute and stupid. You know what I mean? Like you can get away with really being I'll tell you who's reached the cutoff age. Chris Klein. It's no longer <laughs> funny that you're a drunk driver and you're a kind of a good looking kid. You know? You can get away with that eighteen, nineteen where all right. He's uh, real drunk, and he just threw up in the parking lot, and everyone thinks it's great. But try doing that shit when you're 33, and you're throwing up in the parking lot, and your friends are going, he's got a problem. Really? Yeah. I think you got way fucking, maybe in the 45. Dude, look at yourself. Yeah? You're past the fucking <laughs> perimeter. Yes. Yeah. You've, you've won over the fucking rim, and there's been meetings about you behind your back. Oh. That's kind of scary. Uh, the only two people at the meetings were me. Your super from your apartment building <laughs> and your girlfriend's neighbor who says that you're far too loud. And these are people I don't even think that care about you. They're just annoyed. Uh oh, well, they have to fucking deal with it then. Uh, where would you put the cutoff age? There's got to be some kind of line in the sand where you're like, stupid doesn't work anymore. I think 25. 
I think. Oh, well, you're going to go that fucking far with it? Yeah, I, I, I had it way lower. I had it way lower because the 25 year old frat guy to me is the most obnoxious thing in the world. I don't mind the 19 year old guy, but the fucking the anybody past 25 who's still doing that gimmick of like, uh, you know, fucking. Just acting like I banged both of them the same night and wanting a high five for it. No. It no fucking longer works. You bang fucking two chicks in the same night, you say to yourself, got away with one. You don't go around looking for the fucking high five. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, where are you putting it, Hicks? Where are you going with this? What's the age? I think you can make it into your 30s. Really? I really do. Yeah, I'd say maybe 35... Is a good fucking base age for when you maybe should stop fucking being an asshole. Thirty five. Yeah, thirty five is now grown up age. Yeah, thirty five. Yeah, your so 20, you, you, all of your twenties should be fucking for whatever. You don't see anything wrong with thirty three year old guys still going to fucking spring break in Cancun well, and fucking no. just working the same gimmick now. For fucking over a decade. If they're not in a long term relationship or married, why not? Why fucking. would why would they be there? Of course they're married in long-term relationships. But then they're fucking running down there and pretending they're in entourage for a fucking weekend. Hell yeah. A long weekend. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's our buddy Rob in Toronto. Good morning, Ronnie. Hey, buddy. This is BFF Perez Helton might be going to jail pretty soon for those nasty little pics of Miley Cyrus. Fez America wants to know. Uh, I, I can't. I can't take too much of you, Rob. I can let you get the fucking point out, but you just you, you picked up on that guy from Maryland where you just want to fucking bum Fez out every day. It can't fucking go on like that. If you want to fucking call him be a normal person, you picked it up. But he, he's like just giving like an ichiban so that immediately he can go in for something that's going to make Fez feel bad. All right, maybe you know. Uh, once you got it, let it go. You're exactly what I'm talking about here, Rob. You just keep working the same fucking bit over and over. That guy sounds old in 35, though. And you would think in the back of Fez's mind, he would think, I'm going to have a comeback for this fucking Rob guy every once in a while. Um, the Prez Hilton thing, uh, I, I see no way that he's going to fucking jail for it. Um, because what has he done? He put up a fucking link... That apparently somebody put up before him. How would it be his? I think he'll, they won't nail him on that, but they'll nail him on like distribution or some shit like that, where he's just fucking he's getting it out there. But it's the, a popular site. A lot of people probably saw that. No, it's it is a popular site. I saw his. Did you see his fucking cheesy rebuttal? Um, I think I, I heard about it. I didn't see it though. No, I forget where it was up on Gawker or something, where he went on and on and said she did have panties and he was doing the whole fucking thing. With no fucking pants on. But apparently this is what happened. Uh, there's a little girl who's attempting to feel her sexuality. Uh, Hannah. Hannah from Montana. Uh, she's getting out of a fucking car with her uh, supposedly no panties on. Paparazzi is always at these cars now. They just wait to see if they can't get a crotch shot. Because they're fucking animals, these people. I'll catch some lip. They're looking for lip. They're looking for lip in all the wrong pla places when she's, you know, fucking 17 years old. But here's the point. I don't think it's illegal to take the picture. 
If it's accidental, probably not. No, right? Yeah, the entire thing does seem to be an accident uh, that just fucking happened. How can you not put that picture up? I'd have to hear from a lawyer about it to see what the legalities of it are. But the whole thing, even though uh, not a fan of every all those uh, you know gossip sites, certainly not a fan of the uh, Perez Hilton, um, who now I believe is a gay. Uh, but one of the problems there is, you know, you have to have some kind of freedom to the press. Yeah, we do, but it's we're so fucking crazy hardcore against underage anything. No, I understand, but like, it's not like anyone coerced her and said, look, I want you to lay on your back and pull your fucking panties down. And they didn't take a picture of her through her fucking, you know, window or into the girl's locker room. It does seem an accidental uh, event that took place. It is, but they don't care. He's going to get railroaded. You honestly think that's going to happen? Yeah. We're so fucking crazy about kids in this fucking country and protecting their vaginas and All cocks. right. I got a tenner. I'm willing to put down $10 in a trading places bet. Uh, he doesn't do any time. He might not do time, but he's going to be fucked up. All right, fuck it. I'll say he does time. All right, All right sure. Um, let's go over to Bruce. Bruce, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ron, anything to do with a minor and nudity is illegal. It doesn't matter who's involved. They're even getting kids in school with cell phones that are, like, texting each other pictures of their, you know, peckers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter who texts it, who forwards it, who has it, or how it gets on your computer. If it's nudity and an underage kid, it is ill-fucking-legal. All right, but he didn't take the picture, right? It doesn't matter. He, if, he, if he forwarded the link, he distributed child. There, I, I don't give a shit. I'm going to lose fucking $10 over this, Bruce. I do care. I'm going fucking, I'm going to a hot tenor with Hicks on this. Well, I understand, but they're going to say he distributed child porn. If if you get a hard-ass fucking prosecutor that's looking to make a name, they're going to say he distributed child porn because it's a, it's a minor. Oh, you suck. I'm sorry. I'm still watching the game on the other fucking side there. You suck, pal. Um, all right. So there, Bruce. Bruce is, uh. Agreeing with uh, Hicks on this. Fez, is this uh, going to happen or is this more just anti-gay bashing? Um, I think it's going to happen. I agree with Hicks on this one. I think he's going... Well, good to see who the two fucking pals are. Now that my man, Davey Mac, is out, I got to fucking take the gang of two. Every fucking chance they turn around. Is this the night of the long knives? Is this what everyone's been waiting for? You guys fucking finally coming for me? Perez Hilton, he put it out there. He's the one, it's... He's not a president. Did you call him Prez? Perez. <laughs> oh, oh, Perez. Perez. Oh, Perez. Like Perel. Thanks for the correction. So, um, yeah, he's it's it's linked back to him. He's he put it on his site. All right. I'll give the tenor over now. I'll take you guys out for lunch in nineteen fucking thirty. Cocktails too. Don't bring up cocktails. We could all be arrested. All right, I'm going to keep an eye on this fucking story now. Now I'm suddenly a fucking fan. Uh, if you guys watched the video of the guy in Mexico City, the bullfighter? I haven't seen this. Uh, he was uh, fined. Well, he was actually arrested for it. A uh, 22-year-old matador jumped over the fucking thing to get away from the bull. Just lost his nerve out there. 
apparently he had been gouged before. Um, but this time he said, fuck it. The bull was coming, and instead of standing to one side, he just dove over the top. So let's go take a look at this. It's like a fucking movie. It's seriously, <laughs> you can see Gene Wilder doing this. Just out. Now, when you hear those whistles, that's the guy's booing. So you think, all right, here's a pussy. He couldn't do it. Arrested for it, Fez. You shouldn't be arrested because you think you might be killed by a wild animal. He was arrested for not doing his job. You can't have a panic attack in fucking Mexico City, my friend. That shit don't go down. All right, maybe he didn't stand there and fight the bull, but he he. What had is his job? Bullfighting. Yeah, it's not a fucking bull runner. This isn't the fucking running in the bulls. I didn't have the balls. I did not. That's what he actually said. He goes, look, I think he said onions. He said, I just don't have the onions to be a bullfighter. I lack the capacity. I didn't have the bulls. <clears throat> Throws ass in jail. So apparently he had to pay a fine. Yeah, that's uh, that's ridiculous. It's, you know, all right, yes, he was hired to bullfight. Maybe don't pay him, you know. Well, here's he the deal. Let, let's take it this way. Let's take it to American entertainment. Uh, you pay cash money to see the uh, hot band Modern English. You go there to see Modern English. You get there. The singer uh, comes out on stage. Looks at the audience, jumps over the amps and into the back. End of the show. That motherfucker's in trouble. You people paid to get a service just like these people in Mexico. There was a service that he was supposed to provide. Now they can't fucking, you know, now everybody goes home and uh, you don't have a fucking bullfighting night. But Fuck this guy. I'd be pissed if I was at that show. But nobody could be expected to stand there and get gored. Yeah. Get you know, a bullhorn put through their gut. No, you're expected to dodge him and then stab him in the back with a knife. That's what you're supposed to do there. Uh, Fred in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, thankfully, Fez doesn't work in Mexico or he might get arrested. You would probably be, you could never work uh, Mexican radio. That would never fucking work out for you, Fez. They would actually find you there. Yeah, I would have a panic, and I could understand that. But what can you understand? If your if your life is not on the line, this guy's was. He's got every right to not run a, away from a bull. Most guys, if uh, if I bull, only a small fucking percentage of them. Only a small. All right, let's do the same thing. Let's suppose a bunch of fucking people show up to see a guy jump a fucking motorcycle over a bunch of cars. He gets up to the top and he goes, no, this is crazy. Yeah, you were fucking paid to do something crazy, motherfucker. You got to come through. Uh, Andy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, in defense of the bullfighter and his psyche, which is, I, I got to imagine these guys are a little bit messed up in the head to do this to begin with. Um, they, We just saw one of the worst bullfighting accidents or gorings in recent history, I think it was in Spain, a bullfighter took it, uh, took the horn of the bull under the chin and the neck area, and it actually came out of his mouth. Yeah. 
That's yeah, the I fucking mean, that's... trick. You are fighting a bull. That's why 10,000 people show up and only one guy does it. Fucking 10,000 people don't show up because they could fight a bull. Part of the fucking thing is this guy is a lunatic. Look at him. You got to fucking pull it off. That's your job. You kill the bull, the bull kills you. You signed up. No one fucking put a gun to his head when he was at his house. Hey, I want you to come over here and fight this bull. Then I'd be on your side. This guy fucking went around telling people he's a matador. I'm not. You've listened to this fucking show today. You've never heard me say I'm a matador. I could be, except for I blew my knee out in 10th grade. Or the chances were I would have went all the way to state. We had a bullfighting thing. And then he went against it and finally had the state championship. Um, really, really exciting. Blew my knee out sophomore year. Too bad. In the United States? Uh, yeah. Well, Pennsylvania. Um, let's go over to uh, Chris. You're on my face. Hey, those bulls, by the time they get in the ring, they're about half dead anyway because you got the guys sticking the fucking spears and shit in them. I yeah, what are those guys' names? Time. Picadors or something. It's some kind of stupid back. fucking name. They they all stabbed the fucking bull in the back for a while before this guy comes out there. Yeah, come out bare-chested with a Bowie knife and a healthy fucking ball and see how fucking tough you are. Again, Americans want to change everybody else's national sport. Um, Here's Kurt. Kurt, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. It'd be the same as if a firefighter pulled up to a burning house and said, eh, I'm not going to go in. It's too dangerous. Exactly the same thing. You're, you're 100% right. You're not going to have a professional fireman show up to a house. There's a fucking kid up there. Help, help. And he's like, I can't. I can't fucking pull this off. Um, John, John and PA, you're on the Run Fed show. Hey, Ronnie B, this guy was gored in the leg about two weeks prior, so he's like the Clouseau of uh, bullfighters. Yeah, I mean, nobody could stop him before he showed up of saying, you know what, I don't have the balls to do this. You're the one who put on that fucking tight little suit that looks like my grandmother's couch. It's my sequins. It's not the sequins that bother me as much as that just that fucking crazy old lady pattern that's in everything. I think he did the right thing going over the wall. He knew there was... Who... Would they have preferred it if he was just, you know, had his intestines ripped out in the middle of that arena? They would have preferred it if he would have stayed and fought the bull. That is his job. That's why they went there. They're not, they don't show up there to say, let's make sure at, at any cost that the matador is safe from the bull. And it just fucking, it, it alarms me that people don't get the fucking premise. They do not get the fucking premise of fucking pulling off what you said you were going to do. The guy fucking signed a contract that said, I'm going to take money to fight a bull. The bull comes into the ring. He fucking dives, dives into the third row. Into the fucking third row. And then you hear that whistling. Whistling, uh, not a good thing. It's very weird that we live so close to Mexico. Whistling in this country... Is great. If you go to see a modern English concert and uh, you start uh, whistling during the encore, wonderful thing. In Texas, positive thing. Go 10 miles south, negative thing. I don't know who made it up. 
I don't know who decided uh, the difference, but they pulled off. Here's uh, Walker in Texas. You're in Fez. Ronnie B., what's going on? Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say I'm a professional fireman and police officer here in the state of Texas, and we have a code of ethics that we have to go by. If you do an act of cowardice or you're cowardly or you can't fulfill your job, you basically never will work anywhere in the state of Texas ever again because it just travels with you everywhere you go. So there's never like a firefight and one of the guys just stands there on the side and watches the other guys firefight oh, for an hour and every once in a while he kind of lifts his hose up and points it, but then <laughs> goes, now I'm going to put it back down again or he'll stand close to the hose and then pull it back. That doesn't happen. Well, I mean, you've got you got guys who are lazy. I'll put it that way. Then you'll have them stand off the side, or they've been doing this for so long that ah, I ain't gotta have to do this. But you know, what, you know what my the problem boat. would be from uh, being a fireman is always wanting to drink from the hose. It yes, just man. fucking looks too delicious. That'll take your face off. What did Jay Giles band say, Fuzzy? I don't know. Even after Peter Wolf was here. Oh no, Shep, you're on the Run and Fez show. Chap. And say, yeah, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, man, uh, I got a Mexican dude that works for me, and his daddy was a bullfighter, and he told me that guy better be glad that he got arrested because the damn bullfighters would have killed him or beat the hell out of him because that's like a damn disgrace or something down there to go out of the damn ring like Kind of humiliates all the other matadors? Yeah, that's what he said. He said, man, they would have killed him out behind there, so he better be glad he got arrested. All right, Mexican kid. I miss Dave, man. Yeah, we all do, buddy. But uh, go over and check out his Twitios. He's uh, he's rocking one uh, where he picks the Celtics game. Confusingly, picks the Celtics game. Did you see this, Hicks? Yeah, I watched it last night. He's got to have, like, you know how you can't drunk dry dial? He can't drunk uh, fucking Twitio. I got a lock on that camera. Yeah. Lock it up. Lock it up. Um. Now, here's another fucking thing where you think you're getting something, you think you understand something, and something else happens. All right, so uh, with the World Cup, you got beautiful broads from all over the world. Beautiful broads are showing up there. There's these Dutch chicks. There's like fucking, uh-oh. There's like uh, eight of them. And they're just fucking, uh, yeah, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone else. But I will say this, I picked those guys. I'm not one of those people who goes back and changes my picks because I uh, I get fucking nervous. You can't do that. Some people do. Um, but anyway, there's these eight beautiful uh, uh, chicks. And everybody's taking pictures of them. And they're like, I can't believe these eight broads are together. This is fucking great. And they're so hot, it makes it, you know, stuff all over the world. And then you find out there's some beer company behind it. <laughs> this is the problem that we've we've moved into now with viral marketing, is that reality is now a commercial. If you're watching TV and a guy says, I want to have a frosty beverage, and he's drinking a Bud, that's a commercial. Yeah, it's, that, it's ridiculous. It's, got, it's gotten to a crazy new length now. Yeah. Where it, it's uh, everything is, it's not even marked in, inside a movie, it is the movie. Yeah, and it's the fucking movie. Like, fucking the beer company goes, how can we put on a movie? Build around beer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's like this on TV. Uh, it's like this in fucking uh, 
music that a lot of times you'll hear a hip-hop song. If a guy's bringing up a certain champagne that he enjoys, he's getting paid for that. Fuck yeah, cars. Not only that, but if you see him wearing a hat or a jacket, he's getting paid for that. So you're like, uh, oh, I like this fucking guy's shoes. You're watching a commercial. You don't even fucking realize it. We're having a show here. Fez brings up entourage or fucking cigars. You're listening to a commercial. You don't even know it. That's where we are. It's a viral marketing uh, world. They've even found out that Twitters uh, do this. A few will occasionally uh, be following a celebrity Twitter, and he's saying, oh, I was just on the best fucking flight on JetBlue. Great fucking trip. It's not real. Yeah, Kim, it's a commercial. Kim Kardashian got accused of that a bunch of times because she's talking about makeup, like the makeup yeah. she uses and like cleanser I, or whatever, saying like, "Oh, my skin feels great now," with like proactive or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, thanks to this, yeah. uh, she's working on new ass cream. <laughs> um, but it is fucking funny, and I I laugh at the fact that the people bitching about it, right, are the media. The fucking the media <laughs> is bitching about it when they're the ones that kind of invented it. Uh, Kyle in Boston, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, like the uh, Transformers movie was all about that new Camaro. Was, the whole thing was just a Chevy commercial. I didn't see it. This is Transformers 2? Yeah, uh, uh, and Transformers 1. Transformers 1 was also an eBay commercial. One of the main plot points or plot devices was they were selling some shit on eBay that fucking that the Decepticons found out about. Now, did you know that when you watched it first or you only read about it after the fact? Um, When ABA came out the second time, I was like, wait a minute, they've had to have fucking bought time into this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no one's talked about eBay in years. <laughs> it's really fucking funny, though. Do you think that a lot of kids will go like this? I'm going to get some eBay for myself. Oh, definitely. Now. I'm going to fuck. I'm going to leave here. And go into eBay. Let's sell uh, some shit. Let's go over to JJ in California. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just started watching Weeds, and I'm like three seasons deep. And my wife and I, we started a drinking game. Whenever uh, they have an It's a Grind coffee cup, we take a little shot. And it's like every episode at least three times. Um, here's uh, That's really fucking funny. Here's another funny thing that North Korea is dressing Chinese people up and North Korea fucking things to make it look like North Korean fans are at the game. Because um, North Korea doesn't let anyone travel because they would never come back. So some Chinese people, I guess, are getting paid by the Chinese government. And by being paid, I mean the Chinese government said, we're not going to shoot your kids if you put on this uh, nice shirt. Good deal. This is a hell of a game going on right now, this... Uh the, the Greeks and the Nigers. It's a hell of a game. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Dan. Dan, you're on Run-A-FEZ. Hey, guys. I actually uh, worked for this viral marketing company. We are, uh, I hired the Ford University hockey team to play a high school hockey team from Push Nevada, which is a television show by Ben Affleck that failed horribly. So, and then for whatever reason, they just get the word Push Nevada. That's all they need. They gave us the jerseys and got us on the Letterman, the Today Show, Good Morning New York. We were in the background. We actually were interviewed by the weatherman for, for today, for the ABC show. And this was also an ABC show, and ABC had a huge fiasco over it. That's really fucking strange. I, I hadn't heard this story. But it's so difficult to get people's attention now. Because we're at a point where people go out of their way to try to fucking not listen to fucking commercials. But I guess if it's tied into entertainment... You're okay with it. 
You're just like, okay, I'm getting something, so not bad at all. Uh, Nick, Illinois, you're in front of Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I was just going to point out that uh, in the uh, Matrix 2, there's a big famous highway uh, chase scene, mm -hmm. and every car that was in that, other than the motorcycle, was a General Motors car from Chevy to Cadillac, uh, Pontiac, even Oldsmobile, I believe, was on the... Uh, on the highway scene. And I think they also did stuff with sunglasses. Remember, they all had cool phones. sunglasses and the cell phones. They made cell phones look like they were fucking swords or something. Everybody was, like, really fucking sharp with their cell phone. Fuck that. I guess. And you're like, I got a cell phone. I don't feel that good like you guys do. There was, there was an episode of that new show, Modern Family, where the whole thing was the guy needs an iPad for his birthday. And then they even work in how the iPad works by the end of the show. Um, yeah, this is what we're talking about here. Uh, viral marketing. Speaking of iPads, Oprah goes into Oprah Magazine the other day, gives every employee, no matter how long you've been working there, an iPad and a check for 10 Gs. I think even the interns, like everyone in the fucking building got something. You know, Oprah, this is a bad fucking uh, climate we have here. You think you're going to be rolling the money forever? Um, I bet that that fucking Elo's just taking a bath in diamonds every night. I think he probably says to his wife, I'm going to get in a diamond bath. You want to get in with me? You think he's like, some candles? Think he's like drinking them too, like sustaining himself on probably rare stones. Um, let's uh, head on over here to uh, Ezra. You're on the Renfe show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. How about Harry Carey when he was announcing the Cubs games? You know, he was, before he was the Bud Man, before he was, uh, or before the internet was even there, and before they made him stop showing his, his open beer bottle on TV, he just loved Budweiser. And I can honestly say, watching those Cubs games, I was, that's why I was a Bud guy. Yeah, you did, you did have to sit and drink when Harry Carey was doing a, a game. He just uh, made it all seem just so fucking fun. Everything about it worked out. Well, uh, they drink today on the fucking... Now, I was trying to figure this out. When the legal speed drinks came out, right? We were at NEW, and we were basically the legal speed beverage radio station. We had them all. And I was always curious why Red Bull was the one that ended up dominating. There was like, I think Jolt might have even been the first, but then there was like 50 of these fucking things that came out. And Red Bull is the one. They've got their own stadiums. They've got fucking soccer teams. They're being drank. And so I was asking about it. And one of the things that they did was coming up with that fucking making an alcoholic drink with Red Bull and pushing it in the club so hard. Yeah, the vodka and Red Bull was fucking incredibly huge. Still is. Yeah, vodka and Red Bull where you never heard of, oh, make sure you have a vodka and jolt. So they just got out there and fucking slugged it out in the bars. Because it's never like... They don't have some kind of TV campaign that, you know, ever was cool. You know, they've done a bunch of that. It extreme... gives you wings. That was just stupid. Yeah, it was, it's way too dumb for them to have gotten as fucking uh, big uh, as it did. Mike, in Florida, you're a manifest. Hey, I was just wondering if you guys noticed that uh, the advertising is transcending into the music industry pretty heavily. Uh, for example, like, have you seen uh, Lady Gaga's new video? There was like at least four hundred products being shown in flash well, on that. Here's one of the, here's one of the things you know because people bust balls about this, but where else are you supposed to get the money for a big video these days? You know these videos cost two million dollars or whatever. Record company doesn't have that kind of money anymore. It's not going to play on MTV. It will play 
millions of times on YouTube, but nobody makes any money off of that. Why wouldn't some product want to be seen two million times on fucking YouTube? It really does come down to the fact that it is too hard to put a commercial campaign together these days, or too expensive, and know that you're going to make an impact. You used to be able to just come up with a fun jingle, and before people knew it, they were singing along. <laughs> but now with TiVo, everybody gets past the commercials. Uh, with regular TV, I'll go fucking years sometimes. I don't remember, you ever see that commercial? I'm like, no, never saw it. The only way that you can catch me on a television commercial is a sporting event. I'm forced during a football game uh, because for some reason I don't want to be 10 minutes behind. I have friends that are like have no problems with that. But I don't want to be sitting there cheering knowing that I already lost the bet. I'll feel like a fucking idiot. Um... Here's uh, our buddy Richie in Maryland. You're a manifest. Hey, Mr. B. Yeah. Um, just got some interesting information on Red Bull because uh, I did some marketing research because uh, me and my uh, – anyway, long and short of it is Red Bull did a number of things right that the other companies didn't do. Red Bull dominated the European market at the same time that they were blowing it up here in, in the U.S. They were doing the, uh, the alcohol drink like you were talking about, the Red Bull vodka. They were making that huge and putting freezer or fridges and all the – clubs all around Europe and all around the U.S. and even over in Asia, and then they started putting their money into sports. They uh, field a Formula One team. They do all these uh, action sport events, motorcycling, and even this weekend in the city, they're doing the uh, the Red Bull, the, the, the stunt plane thing that's going to happen. Yeah, I saw that, where there's some kind of a fucking plane race or something. Exactly, and uh, it's like super aggressive. And they do this all around the world, and they just spend tens of millions and even even up to billions of dollars a year in advertising. I mean, uh, the Formula One team is $500 million a year. But he, but here's the thing, Richie. Did they come up with the Red Bull and Vodka, or did fucking club kids? No, they, they actually, I mean, they're marketing people. It, it became popular, I think, because people started mixing it together, but they pushed it. Whether some kid in the club came up with it or not... I don't really know the answer to that. All right, hold on. Adam thinks he knows. Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, when I was over in London in 2000, it's over 10 years ago, I never saw Red Bull in a store. But when you go to the club, Red Bull and vodka, that's the only thing anybody was ever drinking. You get fucked up and you, wouldn't, you, know, you couldn't taste the vodka because all you tasted was the Red Bull. And that's 10 years ago. And so you think that the company was behind it or the kids were behind it? I think the kids are behind it because, like I said, I never saw it in a store. Mm -hmm. I only saw it in the club. I never was. I never saw. Yeah, like but you can go directly store. to the clubs. That's the thing. If you can go directly, do it in the club. Those fucking kids will carry your flag, whether they know it or not. And that's the whole thing behind viral marketing. They got people out there saying, "Hey, I want to do this," when they have nothing to fucking gain themselves. They have nothing to gain, but they're out there helping you uh, promote your fucking events and stuff. Here's Jeremy in Canada. You're on Manifest. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Um, have you ever seen an event called uh, Red Bull Crash Dice? I don't no. know if they have it in the U.S. It's a downhill skating event in Laval, Quebec. Oh, I've seen this on YouTube, yeah, where they get... Yeah, my, my brother did that a couple years ago. He said it's absolutely bonkers. He said, guys, get to the top. They won't even come down. They just say, no, fuck it. They just have this... this fucking ramp that they built with ice and then the people yeah, come flying down it yeah. right 
you're doing like 30 miles an hour. There are literally 200,000 fucking people around this thing. He said it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, very, I very saw. Cool yeah, I it. saw that on fucking YouTube one night, and I couldn't believe it. So, did Red Bull invent that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe they did. I know they have one in Finland as well. But if you can get up there, man, to uh, to Laval, it is it's a, a like a week long fucking crazy, crazy party. Uh, Red Bull's thing should be this: we don't care if anyone gets hurt. That should be their gimmick. As long as you have a Red Bull, they're the anti-matador, Fuzzy. They're not out there fucking saying, we want you to jump over the fucking thing and run away. We want you to fucking put it on the line. Campbell in Virginia, you're on Fez. Yeah, man, my college roommate was uh, was a Red Bull rep back in like 98 or 99. Uh -huh. And it was hilarious because they'd show up to our dorm room on a Friday at 5 p.m. with eight cases of Red Bull and say, hey, don't miss this with alcohol, but enjoy your weekend. Right. Yeah. Wink, wink. The weird yeah, thing. We had, we had 10 roommates lining up with bottles of handles of vodka behind them by the third weekend because they knew they were showing up. Well, these guys have definitely, uh, you know, just from a marketing point of view, kicked the shit out of the rest of the world. They really have. Uh, Tyler, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I've been a bartender for several years now, and Red Bull would actually bring in with those coolers different sheets that listed all of the different drinks you could make with Red Bull. They gave them all fancy names, and this is long, long time ago before Red Bull was ever really marketed in the store, so it's, it's definitely an idea that, that Red Bull brought out. Now, let me ask you this, Tyler. Are the other beverage companies this aggressive, or are they just getting their ass beat on this? Uh, they're all getting their asses beat. A couple tried uh, like three or four years ago, long after Red Bull has really become successful. Right. Uh, a company called Cocaine. I remember that one, yeah. yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, and that then they failed. they even had to fucking pull it. Here's that um, that thing that they're doing. What do they call this, Hicks? Crashed ice. It's fucking crazy, man. It's just a sheet of ice. You're going straight down, and guys are just fucking buying. And look at the amount of people at this. It's crazy. The extreme sports thing has taken off so fucking large uh, and just bypassing so many of the normal kind of organized sports. Because it's not like anyone who had a long-term career would never be in this fucking race. Well, they get a video game, they don't need a long-term career. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, if you can make it quick, more power. Um... Let's go over here to Jim. You're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, fellas. I, I got to tell you, you're talking extreme sports. The Red Bull Air Races of this weekend at Liberty State Park. Uh, local favorite, Mikey Goulian out of, out of the Northeast. And Kirby Chamberlain, two U.S. representatives, are, are tearing it up this year. It's going to be an awesome race. All right. Awesome. Now, how, how exactly does this happen? How does the air race take place? I don't, I don't understand. What? What happens is they set up a course uh, in front of Liberty State Park next to Ellis Island. They take off out of Lincoln Airport in New Jersey, and they, they fly in. They go in a holding pattern, and then they call one, one plane at a time into the course. And it's a timed course. They race through the course, and the best time wins. They do qualifying on Saturday, and the finals are on Sunday. Now, how can you have a fucking course in the air? It's pylons. There's pylons set up there. They're big inflatable pylons, and they're they're made that if the plane does hit the pylon, which happens all the time, it, it tears apart. It's it's like a it's like a fabric. And where can you see this from? You have to be on the Jersey side. Uh, it, it, a lot of people are going to Liberty State. It's the the stands are set up in Liberty State Park. I know a lot of people are going to Ellis Island to check it out too. But Ellis Island's going to be a madhouse because it's not really set up for viewing. It. Liberty State Park's where to go. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, I have heard a lot about that, though. 
Um, let's go over here to uh, Derek. You're running Fez. Hey, what's going on? Man? Hey. hey, Fez. It's Greg in Miami. How are you? Good. What can we do for you, buddy? Um, regarding uh, Red Bull, I, tell, I used to work for a distributor down here when it was blowing up. The two big things about Red Bull to remember. Number one, uh, it's more profitable per ounce than Pepsi-Cola made in Austria. And uh, the reason they did so successful and beat out all the other uh, energy drinks is we would go into, you know, the hot clubs in Miami, wherever it would be, and they would literally pay anywhere up to $25,000 for the year just to have Red Bull be the exclusive, you know, energy drink in the club. So they had invested a lot of money before any come back their way, right? They had more money to spend than everybody else. Yeah. You know, all the other companies that were out there, didn't, they couldn't compete, so they just bought the market out. The only thing they didn't invest in is the taste. Red Bull tastes horrible. Oh, I love it. It's Is like it? drinking a liquid sweet tart that just drives out your mouth. Oh, so good. You say that, but if you weren't familiar with a Coca-Cola, if you didn't grow up with it, you would never think it was a refreshing drink. You have to grow up with Coca-Cola to go, oh, this tastes good. People that aren't fucking used to it, they're like, what the hell <laughs> are you drinking? It hurts. If, if you've taken time away from Coke. So the, the, the taste thing and that taste test of Pepsi has very little to do with this game. It's the game is about owning a piece of people's minds. Because now you're like, I'm going to pizza. If I'm not having a beer, i got to have a Coke. Oh, yeah. I was at a bar show once, and they were it was they were giving out like sample booze and like sample mm. energy drinks. And one place's energy drink, their gimmick was we're from the town next to the place where Red Bull comes from. That was their gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's just like Red Bull. It's from some other town, in fucking Austria. Like that's gonna make you as good. That would be like uh, this guy is so funny. He lives 15 miles away from Dave Chappelle. Let's bring him up on the stage. Um, John, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. There's yeah. also the Red Bull Flutog, which they basically just put a platform in front of a bay and get people to pay them to jump in there doing goofy shit. I want Red Bull to pay me to fucking throw shit at Fez. I got a new thing to throw at you, too, Fez. What's that? Bullets. Don't throw them too hard. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy. Um, they've got a new Red Bull Cola. That is absolutely the shit. I am completely addicted to it. It tastes just like a cola does. It has none of that funky aftertaste. And all the ingredients are 100% natural. They add cola. Why do I, got, why do I feel like this guy works for him? You're, you're <laughs> too big into this. And it's healthy for you. Aaron, Arizona, you're Ron Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. I about 10 years ago, me and my brother got cases and cases for free. From a sales rep, and right when Red Bull was trying to emerge, I tell you what, being a freshman in college, that that shit made me get to class. Uh, again, but, it's like fucking meth. Yeah. Uh, what is, what is it that you're you're fucking uh, bragging about here? Uh, Jamie, you're on Run of Fez. Uh, hello, fellas. Yeah. You know, Red Bull tastes like liquid Smarties, and so good. the fact that you can mix it with, say, vodka. You can drink all fucking night. You just keep keep going, going. You don't get tired. Well, here's the here's the fucking deal, though. You think that would blow up on you because, you know, 
that we're so kind of scared of alcohol in this country now. The last thing that you want to do is promote something that helps people drink more alcohol. You should be passed out, but you won't be thanks to mixing it with Red Bull. Well, that's what that uh, beer Sparks got in trouble for. They had to take out the fucking caffeine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was like 6% alcohol fucking beer. But with it, but it tastes like you know uh, right. sunkist. What is this? This is in Portland. What are they doing? This is the Red Bull Fluke Tog, where people just try to make homemade flying devices. They fucking fly, they roll them off of a uh, a pier, and whoever goes farthest wins. So and basically, you're diving off a pier with something fucking attached to your back. Basically, yeah. It's very weird. And the Red Bull people are like, excellent. Yes, <laughs> big, big for us. that's it. <laughs> excellent. Believe you can fly. Um. Here's uh, Chris, Arizona. You're on Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? The first guy, or the guy that called a little while ago about the Red Bull people showing up at their dorms, it's the same thing as, like, getting people hooked on Coke. You know, you get some for free. You get some for free. By the time you're a sophomore, you're into my, you're into my pocket every week. Yeah, my mom used to say they'll give it to you free the first time. Guess what? They fucking don't. I finally had to say, Mom, yeah, they give it to you free if you got a big set of tits. <laughs> Oh, God, enough with the Legos. Why are Legos so fucking huge? Because of the video games and, I don't know, irony? I don't know. It's not irony if everyone's doing it. <laughs> then it just becomes fucking lame. Well, here's a flying teacup. This is going to make it. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> didn't happen. Nice try. There was that White Stripes video that uh, did it. <laughs> Let's play that. Well, I fucking love that song. Uh, Eric, you're in Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. Hey, uh, I used to work for a beer company, and so, we found this clone, clone product called CL1, and it was an exactly the same thing as Red Bull. Um, we went to all our on-premise bar accounts and had them buying it. Um, Red Bull people come in and raised hell and said, if, you, if someone comes in and orders a vodka and Red Bull and you don't give them Red Bull, we can sue you. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Uh, I've had people, when I had a club... If you asked for a Coke and they gave you a Pepsi, there would always be guys watching for it. You have to go out of their, their way. That's why a waitress will say something stupid like, would a Pepsi be okay? And you're always like, yeah, what do I give a fuck? <laughs> but you have to do that. Um, Drew, you're on Ronnie Fez. Drew. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, I want to tell a story about drinking Red Bull. I had one night in college. There's only like 10 or 12 Red Bull double vodkas, but... For a good week afterwards, I swear to God, I had a heart murmur. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I do. I'm not going to fucking sit here and say that Red Bull gives you a heart murmur on the fucking radio. <laughs> Stupid fucks. <laughs> I can understand the caller, but doesn't this other guy work in radio? It gives you a heart murmur. Then I'll get a call from Bladder. Did you guys see one of our sponsors uh, gives out heart murmurs? Um... You have that tape? No, we destroyed it. We destroyed all of our fucking tapes. Let's, uh, you would be able to have to put it up on fucking time. That's how it works, like in a radio way. Um, let's go over here to uh, Nate. You're on Run of Fez. What do you got, Nate? Uh, I was just going to say. They did such a job marketing this product. You guys are right. It tastes like crap, and it tastes like Smarties or whatever. But the fact is there's other better brands out on the market, like Monster and whatnot. Uh. This brand is... And it gets that hot murmurs. 
Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and you have to be totally fucking honest about this. A lot of products that we think are great is only because it got marketed to us and we got hooked on it when we were kids. Any fucking thing of chocolate will tell you the American chocolate is the worst. There's yeah. not any kind of taste test with a chocolate, but if you take the finest chocolate in the world, like from Switzerland or something, and put a fucking Hershey bar next to it, we will all, and I'm including myself, go, I picked the fucking Hershey bar. But anyone who likes chocolate goes, well, you're just eating a fucking stick of sugar. That's it. You're eating sugar and butter. You're like, yeah. It's good. It's fucking great. But this is what fucking happens to you. There's no reason that Fruit Loops is as delicious as we fucking think, but you guys fed it as a baby. That's why they fight so fucking hard. The game of marketing is just to get that little fucking piece of your mind because after that, you stop making decisions. No, but, no, but I know Red Bull tastes better than a monster. Of course you do, you fucking zombie. You, you also think nothing's more fucking refreshing than a big fucking rail crystal meth that and? just burns the back of your fucking... Do you ever have that thing where you're like, I don't know, I think it's cut with bug spray. And then you're chopping the next. Is this, is, it doesn't burn as much as before. Fuck. Is this because I was keeping it in my shoe? I don't know what this is. Uh, and that has to be like the worst actual feeling in the world. Like someone just shoved a fucking pencil up your fucking nose. Yeah. But there was a time where I thought, perfect. It's exactly what I need. Thank you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go to Len in Buffalo. You're on Fez. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah. I was uh, deployed to Ground Zero after the buildings came down with my unit on night shift, and they had pallets and pallets of Red Bull everywhere. That's why I only got uh, heart murmurs from it. No, you know what? We drank it all night long. When I got home, I had an 8-millimeter kidney stone, and the uh, doctors blamed it on the Red Bull. It gives kidney stones and heart murmurs. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's David in Israel. You're on the Run-Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good. I used to work in EMS in New Jersey. You too, radio And uh, the first time I drank, <laughs> first time I, uh, drank Red Bull, I started feeling so weird. I was working with a nurse that day, and I actually asked him to hook me up to a heart monitor to make sure everything was okay. <laughs> Turned out the problem just was that the Red Bull was making my heart go really fast, and after a little bit, it went down. So that shit will fuck you up. Yeah, I mean, that's the fucking thing of an energy drink. You're trying to speed up your fucking heart. It's a good feeling. But here's the other side of it. Do, don't you think there's probably a finite amount of fucking heartbeats that one heart would get? Just like any other mechanism? No, it just makes it go faster for a short amount of time. It's fine. I'm sure, like in my teens, I was using up heartbeats from my 60s. When you're on a fucking four or five day run, you must have just been using up every. Oh, it feels great. Never thought of it like that. When you do that shit, keep an eye on me, man. Just do me a favor. Just fucking just a half an eye on me. Because I'm fucking wired. Um, Pat, Phil, you're on my fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. So uh, last year I'm out at the Indy 500. And all we fucked up. Yeah, all fucked up. 
So we go to this strip joint, and this guy's drinking Red Bulls and vodkas all night next to us. So between the vodka, the caffeine, and the titties, the guy's just fucking flipping out. I've never seen anything like it. The guy was insane. He just went fucking crazy off of it? He went crazy. He went crazy. Yeah. He's well, like, I've seen people on tons of coke and stuff. I've never seen anything like this. It was like the vodka, the caffeine, and the titties. Yeah, when you're fucking, like... Mixing any kind of speed with alcohol, there comes a point where, like, your brain passes the fuck out, but your body is now just running around on its own, and it literally isn't different than a fucking chicken with its head cut off. You're just out doing shit on this primal level that your brain has no idea. Your brain is actually dreaming of better days. You're like a robot. Yeah. And then you find out you did this all this other fucking <laughs> shit, and everyone's bringing it up to you later. Um, David, Maine, you're on my face. Uh, yeah, um, Redline Energy Drinks, it says you should only uh, drink half a bottle on it, and I drank a full one, you start shaking. I felt like I was having a heart attack. Look at the name. It's Redline. Never a fucking good thing. Really? And any fucking product that you make that you have to tell people, take less than you want to. Is a drug. It's nice that that's that's why it's always so fucking funny when a doctor will give you painkillers and say uh, one a day should suffice. You're like, what? I'll be back here in two days, motherfucker. I'm in extreme pain. Okay. You don't understand. You don't get it. I feel like my spine's on fire. You know what? Give me all those fucking scripts. Whole pad. I like those doctors that just eventually just stay home and just start writing scripts of themselves. Because <laughs> I don't know how anyone else could do it. Um, Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, when we had that Portland Flute Talk event in 2008, mm -hmm. they thought that 100,000 people came out to see it, which is interesting because Obama came out and got like 50,000. And we were in Obama town, as you know. Uh, and, and thanks for that, Virginia. <laughs> it really worked out for the golf. Hey, yeah. Um, hey, I did want to say we're having a Ryan Fez meetup in Portland on Sunday at 5 o'clock at Eastburn, if anybody wants to come out. Is this the one with the special guests from uh, New York, or does everybody already know we're, now? We're, yeah, we're hoping to have some special guests. Uh, one of them has gotten a little wimpy and Irish about it. but What's the, what's the problem there? I don't know. He wants to get settled in and... He's in, his wife is coming. Yeah. Eh, it'll be good. He's not a big social guy, is he, Hicks? He's a homebody. Yeah, he's a homeboy, <laughs> and he's like, uh, there's too many fucking people. Uh, you know, everything, <laughs> he always thinks someone has a bomb strapped to him. Um, well, you know, home, home is where the free liquor is. All right, let, where's this event going to be? Because I'm, I'm going to be there. Hey, come on out. It's uh, 5 o'clock at a club called Eastburn. In Portland, Oregon, on Sunday. Now, do you guys go out that early because it's really eight o'clock on the East Coast, exactly. and you're like, yeah, you want to keep on your time. Yeah, that's a smart <laughs> thing because I'd have to. If it was like fucking uh, like ten o'clock at night in Portland, I'd look at my watch and I go, Jesus Christ, I got to get up for work tomorrow, and I would go home. I would never change my watch. <laughs> well, good talking to you, Ronnie. Have a good day. All right, you take care of yourself. I like the Portland people best. I swear to God, it's going to be my move one day. 
Pacific Northwest? I don't know. I know we don't be there in particular. I got to be somewhere that has culture, but that I can get to nature. I want nature and culture. Hicks, I want it all. I know I'm okay. fucking sitting here. I'm flying too close to the sun, but I want both. It's hard to deliver all that. Right? Yeah. I want the fucking great outdoors, and I want the Lower East Side. I don't want to see any people, but then I want the greatest fucking meal known to man. Why can't I have everything? Because you're not in Portland? Either that, I'm just going to move to a place that has neither. I'll just fucking, uh, I'll move to fucking Cincinnati, and I'll just sit there. <laughs> Shit, there's... No nature, and this food's awful. Got and I guarantee you someone in Ohio is crying at the radio right now. We've got great places. No, they don't. And they give heart murmurs. Maybe we ought to get a new energy drink called heart Mur murmurs. That'll fucking sell like a motherfucker. People Let's like dangerous hope. shit. Let's fucking hope. Let's just call it Danger Mouse and see if we don't get sued. That guy won't care. He's getting sued enough. I don't even think... Didn't somebody else... Danger Mouse came from something else, like a cartoon. Danger Mouse was a cartoon, yeah. How's he get to steal it? I don't know. How come fucking Luke Skywalker and Two Live Crew couldn't keep his fucking name? Because of that fucking prick George Lucas. He was a British spy mouse. There he is. An eye patch. That's so much better than Snoots. I don't, I don't fucking say that. that. What if I come up with a new deal and Snoots got his eye put out? Well, eye patches are badass. Could work for him. I don't know. I thought fucking Tom Cruise ruined it in Valkyrie. No one saw that. Don't worry. It's on cable right now. I Last night, I was going through my fucking cable. There was um, three different Tom Cruise movies on <laughs> at the same time. One, uh, he was on an uh, impossible mission. Two, he was trying to graduate from high school and get out of Pittsburgh playing ball. And three, he was a Nazi with an eye patch. Well, Night and Day comes out in two weeks, I think, next week. I'll be there, whatever. brother. Night and Day. You know why? Uh, Cameron Diaz uh, just did. I guess she was with Playboy magazine, which you might say to yourself, is there still a Playboy magazine? But she had actually said, I will get on a plane for cock. Now, honey, again, we did the, you know, you get past a certain age. She's got to be 40 now, right? I would think so. You don't want to be fucking talking about getting on a plane for, like, I travel for cock. I'm always traveling for cock. <laughs> See, it's a fucking horrible always. thing. Just always traveling for she it. She needs it. Now, uh, even the statement itself, Hicks, for you, turn off, turn on. Um, I think it's a bit of a turn off. If she's Isn't that interesting? She's, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird. It's, kind of, it's a little bit horish. A little whorish there. Yeah, like she's Fez, constantly traveling. Off or on? Oh, total turn off. Now, I would easily, I would love to say to you guys, oh, I disagree. It's a hot thing to hear. I think it's hot to hear only if you are looking for someone that's whorish. <laughs> but if it's somebody you're like, hey, I think I could uh, care about this person, but then you found out this was her past, that she would get on a plane. Jet setting for... Yeah. Odd penis. Yeah, you stay where you are. I'll fly to you. Is a fucking turnoff. It looks. It sounds only in a relationship. It's fucking certainly a turn on. Into I have the chance to bang this chick. <laughs> but if it comes down to, hey, this is a person I could uh, care about. I don't. I. I fucking. I feel like a, a fucking square saying that. 
<laughs> but it's uh, one of those hidden opinions. I feel like we got to put the hidden opinions out there. Yeah, I, I don't like her saying that. Karen Diaz shouldn't be having to travel for college. You're better than that, honey. Yeah, really. Exactly. It's a little very well self-esteem on her part, maybe. Well, you were like... in mask. Doesn't that mean anything to you? I don't think it does. I think Charlie's Angels means more to her than mask. But it's almost like fucking hearing from someone, I'll blow anybody. I don't care. You know, it's, again, if you're looking to just get blown and that's it, terrific statement to hear. Fuck yeah. But if you're like... Uh, because I know some guy is going to be saying this. Some fucking rich dude is going to be saying to his friends, guess who I'm in a relationship with now? Cameron Diaz. And they're all going to go, hey, great, I hear she flies to suck a dick. When she's not here, she's in another state blowing somebody else. <laughs> all right, good point. She just goes Perfect to the point. airport, sees that destination screen, and throws a dart at it. There's a cock waiting for her, no matter where she goes. You really need to work blue, Fez, as funny as you are. Do you got to really sit there and use that? I am just qu quoting Cameron, travel for cock Diaz. <laughs> that was that was a struggle, wasn't it? A little quote, bit. That quote was a struggle. Um, Paul, you're on my defense. Hey, Ronnie, I just uh, read in the Drudge Report that uh, Cuba. That it must be racing. true. Yeah, no, uh, Cuba is not racing for uh, oil spill heading their way to their their northern coast. Yeah, they're going to wait till it gets there and then eat it. <laughs> this oil spill is a fucking horrible thing. They'll finally be able to start it's their cars. so bad here right now, too. I can't even tell you. Where exactly are you? I'm in Pensacola. And it just smells like shit. Yeah, I'm about 10 miles inland, and you can smell it when the wind blows out of the south. It's really, it smells like, uh, like a scaled-down version of them uh, tarring a roof. I'll say this. I'm furious about this, Paul, but I have to let you know the truth. The rest of the country doesn't care. I can see that. And, uh... I got a couple emails yesterday when I said I was pissed at Obama that um, that really fucking act like, well, why don't you go on Fox News? You, If you're fucking in a country where you have to constantly agree, constantly think that something's fucking good, why do you make a fucking big deal about being in a democracy? It's a fucking embarrassment. Don't get me fucking started. I'm furious. You get something... Like nature fucking handed to you. And what do you got to do with it? Wipe your ass with it. Shit on it. I'm telling you, I'm just about... You know what I'm getting sick of? And it isn't so much America. I'm getting sick of Earthlings. Loving the planet Earth. Hating the Earthlings. I'm sure we'll wipe ourselves out eventually. Uh, and next time, I believe that the bees will take over. And I got that from War Games. Well, they were Wha fucking way off. Bees are dying out. <laughs> Wonk. No, you fucking got me upset about that. I don't like the idea of bees are dying out. I don't think they're going to last for our generation. To me, I'm just going to uh, call fucking earthlings oil spillers and cock travelers. Because that's all you are to me. A bunch of oil spilling, get up on a fucking plane to suck a dick. And you know, that Cameron Diaz is supposed to be the uh, little green girl. And what does she do? Gets on a plane just to fucking jack some guy off into her mouth. It's a huge carbon footprint. Uh, by the way, she's a very attractive uh, woman. I saw oh, her yeah. at the museum uh, about a year and a half ago. She was just standing at the fucking museum looking very fucking uh, good. I think this whole thing came out that she says she's not with A-Rod. She just got on a plane to fuck him. Once or twice. Isn't it weird, though? We're a little fucking prudish when it comes to that statement, Hicks. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't have a fucking problem with that. No, not coming from Carmen Diaz. I don't, I don't like that shit. 
Hmm. Well, what if Ron Diaz said it? I don't think you'd, <laughs> I don't think you'd mind so much. I think you'd be fine with that. Uh, Stan, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, I think it's kind of hot that she'd fly somewhere, but that doesn't necessarily make her a slut. My wife and I work in separate parts of the country, and we fly for each other, and we've been together 20 years. It's just, I think she's just saying, hey, I want to be with a man, my man. I think I think everything that you are saying is 100% true, but I think that if you started to date her now, and this thing had been said about other fucking guys, you'd probably be a little turned off with it. Well, you couldn't be comfortable as she goes, oh, I'm going out of town next weekend. No, uh, so you're just saying she can't even be trusted, that women who, who have sex with their fucking mutual agreed-upon partners can never be trusted. You, that person would have to be a virgin by the time they get there. Well, what am I saying? You're delivering a virgin, aren't you? Mm-hmm. To whoever that person is. Yeah. Whoever, uh... Is that why you've withheld... Uh, no, no, it's mostly been just out of pure panic and fear of actually doing the act. You're like a matador looking at a bull. That's how you would see it. Sex is like the bull for you. Yeah, and I'm, afra I'm afraid that would happen, that I get to that moment uh -huh. and I go running, uh, you know, over the wall. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, I don't want to be that person where I get to so close to doing it and then panic. Yeah, it's going to happen. And end up taking off. I understand, Fez, but your beard is white. Your fucking time is running out. You got to face the bull. Or maybe you're just not a guy who's interested in bullfighting. Well, you know, we, we, we went through the long theory with you before that you were asexual. Mm-hmm. You are, maybe. See, I don't... I mean, uh, history-wise, yes. Your history... Uh, if you were just to say whatever someone did, your thing would be, like, so what the fuck is this picture? I don't know. Cameron Diaz getting fucked in the ocean. That's a, that's a fucking Photoshop, right? I don't think so. It looks real. It looks like a paparazzi photo. <laughs> I don't believe it's grainy it. enough. I can't fucking believe the internet. I can't believe oh, anything. from another angle. Look at that. Yeah. All right. So there's different angles. That's how crazy it is. It's taking it. I just saw Hancock throw a whale into a fucking sailboat. I can't believe my own eyes anymore. Yeah, this looks real, yeah. This, yeah, she's banging in the ocean. Good for her. Bad for the ocean. Why don't she travel for this guy? Oh, stop it. Guy couldn't fucking put her up in a fucking plane. It looks like, uh... What does that look like? Uh, there's 90 fucking pictures like they hired a fucking wedding photographer. <laughs> I don't believe any of these celebrity nude pics. Oh, I believe it 100%. I'm all in. So, Fez, you're saying this is something you want to do. It is something that I want to do. I'm afraid I'm going to panic when it does happen mm -hmm. and, like, want to get out of there and leave and really hurt someone's feelings. You, or You could do this. You can go on fucking, um, well, let's go back to eBay, since they're big right now because of Transformers. You sign up to have someone rape you, tie you up and rape you, and that way you don't even have to think about running away. Yeah, that's, that could go horribly wrong. I could end up murdered, beat up, something. No, well, they'll just rape you and leave. They're going to tie me up. So? Some people like that. He has... A certain phobia, X. Getting beaten to death? No. Um, 
I don't. I guess I shouldn't even talk. Should I, is it okay if I talk about it? Yeah. He doesn't want to shit on someone's dick. <laughs> Maybe in hindsight. I Good. shouldn't have talked about it. Get enema beforehand. Uh, <laughs> Looks like Matt Dillon. She's fucking Matt Dillon in the ocean oh, there. Oh, stop Seriously, it. Seriously, it's Matt Dillon. They went out. They used to go out. Are you sure? They never did. Yeah, I just looked it up. Karen Diaz and Matt Dillon. Look, there they are fucking wiping off, and then there's... uh Photoshops after that? That no. is not the back of Matt Dillon's fucking yeah, head. it is. No. You fucking believe... This isn't fucking 97 where we believed every Photoshop that was sent to us. <laughs> this is real. I believe this is real. Because <laughs> remember when the first time you saw Photoshop's... Oh, crazy. You're like, holy shit, honey. Uh, the girl from Who's the Boss has a fucking vacuum cleaner in her vagina. I think she had to go around suing people <laughs> because none of us knew what a Photoshop was. Um... Let's go over to Anthony in Ohio. You're on my face. Yeah, Ron, have you guys talked at all about that representative from Texas, Republican from Texas, who apologized to BP? No, I just, seriously, I hate all these fuckers. Ten minutes into the into the hearing, he's apologizing to BP because they had to put up $20 billion for the cleanup. Why would he apologize? It's their fuck up, and $20 billion isn't going to even cover it. Republican, Texas. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to play fucking Republican and Democrat. On this, I'm just saying, you know, when the elections come up, let's uh, have a vote. But right now, let's clean up our fucking house. Mark, you're in the Run of show. Mark, we got you. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I was just calling about the uh, the Red Bull. There was research out a while back that said that it uh, it's supposed to give you blood clots and and heart murmurs. Is, <laughs> well, it murmurs up your heart. There. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, everybody's talking about your heart, but uh, that stuff tears the shit out of your stomach, too. I had spilt it on my coffee table watching TV, waited two minutes till the commercials were done. Got a towel, cleaned it up, but took the lacquer right off. Nice. But you can do that with a Coke, too. Remember that gimmick of if you pour Coke on someone's car, you take the paint yeah. off of it? <laughs> and there was a thing where you drop a fucking mouse in a uh, thing of Coke. And the the mouse will fucking dissolve after a certain amount of time. Jesus. Yeah, I remember when I was on the air in Miami. Uh, I don't even know why I did it. I was fucking whacked out there. I just started going, oh, someone brought it up. And I go, all right, I'm going to do that on the show. I'm going to drop a live mouse into a fucking thing. By the time I got off the air, everyone was going fucking crazy. All these people Peter called the, fucking people Yeah, Peter and whatever. And... Um, the fucking general manager is going, you are not going to draw on the mouse on the... And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> say a lot of fucking shit. I'm just off the top of my head. You think I got a plan? You ever see me walk in here with papers? I'm just fucking talking. <laughs> Two days ago, I said I was going to hit a baby in the fucking head with a, with a board with a nail in it. No one got upset. God forbid you do anything to a mouse. You find a fucking mouse in your house, you fucking step on it. Fuck yeah. But you can't drown one in some Coke. I guess that's because Bubba, I don't know, had a fucking barbecue and everybody got upset. All the people who eat bacon fucking got freaked the fuck out because where bacon comes from. Oh, who cares? It's delicious. What are you going to do? I mean, the only people that can get away with that gimmick are vegetarians. <sighs> then they can go, oh, I don't want to hurt people. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. I don't like vegetarians. 
I eat a bunch of them. <laughs> Cow's fucking delicious. That's a vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Although, I wonder if you gave a cow a hamburger and didn't tell him what it was. I bet he'd fucking love it. Oh, hell yeah. He'd be like, got any more of those hamburgers? <laughs> I think that's how a cow would talk. I don't know exactly. Uh, Fez, you got some stuff to give away from Entourage? Yep, we have season six of Entourage on DVD. A season six prize back DVD set. I saw the trailer for the new Entourage. Uh, I guess he gets married. What? It made it seem like he was married. That's crazy. It is crazy because the show... Is that about... <laughs> yeah, it's bros before hoes. It's about a bunch of guys who decided we're not going to grow up. We're going to stay together like it was high school, but with money. Hell yeah, stay in that mansion. Uh, see if you can find the trailer. We'll check it out when we come back. Uh, and then we'll also give away um, something from... Um, Season the season six. It's We're season, up to season seven now. Season seven. It starts. And this is in real years, right? This is their seventh year. Yeah. It's not like fucking Survivor where they run three a year and say you're in season twenty all of a sudden. Yeah. Season seven starts uh, a week from this Sunday, June twenty seventh, on HBO. Uh, we'll come back. We'll give that out. It's the Fez show. And make sure that you uh, go to 202 Friends uh, to vote for Franklin. He's about two weeks left in that uh, contest. For... It's looking bad for him, Fez. Yeah. yeah have you been checking? Um, I've been checking back and forth. Where, where, what place you got him in? Um, I think it was like, I think the last time I he, looked... He's actually doing like me right now in that fucking contest. And he's never once called us because I guess you and him had that fight. Yeah, yeah, when he uh, stepped up on me. Mm. He stepped up on me. He stepped up on me. And I almost got a heart murmur. Stepped up on me. I think he pulled a knife. He would never say a white person stepped up on him. There were times that that kind of ingrained prejudice comes through. And I think Franklin, to be totally honest, is incapable of stepping up on someone. He's a fucking grown man. He's a creep. Uh... Well, he's got a a great idea for kids, though. Help him out if you can. Uh, it's up on 202 Friends. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Run Fest Show. The Virus. Sirius 197 XM 202. Ron and Fez. Friends, you say you love those fresh flowers and veggies, but uh, you're tired of the aches and the pains that come uh, with weeding? Well, I'm here to tell you, your weeding days are over. You see, friends, I have here in my hands, well, it's a, it's a miracle of uh, gardening engineering. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the garden weasel. Can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Pretty good. But can I hear you say, hey now? Yeah, it's the Run a Fez show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, now. Still one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Amazing. Shandling was always the unmasked dream. But to get him to sit for an hour is going to be tough. Will you go into a boxing ring, though, or a racquetball court? Oh, you watch that thing? No, you guys just told me about it. It's, oh, it's, it's so it fucking crazy. great. I should give that to you. Shandling's fucking nuts, but just brilliant. Uh, my new TV show that I love uh, is on one of the crazy channels. I think Stars. 
and that's that uh, party down. And they just they uh, ran the one that Jane Lynch comes back. She may be the the funniest comedic actor today. I hate that she's on Glee though. Never watched one. Can't watch a Glee. I watched the last ten minutes of one and wanted to fucking blow my brains out. And I, I can't understand why it's so popular. But I guess it's the whole Hollywood high school bullshit. Yeah, it's for the same reason American Idol. Yeah. People love that kind of singing. High school musical. Uh, they like white pants. They like white saddle shoes. Uh, they enjoy it all. Cover I'll, songs. Oh, I, I heard that the American Idol tour is not selling uh, good this season. But then again, neither are many uh, tours. Well, there are $200 tickets to get to some of these American Idol shows. That's fucking crazy. Not if, for American Idol. If you want to sit somewhere. But really for anything. I mean, it's a fucking tough thing to say to people, uh, take your check out, and you're going to be looking at a $500 night by the time you're done. Yeah, it's crazy. I think for the Rock the Bells, that's coming. Uh, the, that concert's coming up at the end of the month, it's like 120 for tickets for a fucking like a hip-hop festival. Hip-hop isn't that good live. 120 bucks. It's fucking nuts. Well, the problem with hip-hop live is they're constantly wanting to know whether you're enjoying yourself and then uh, wanting people to hear you. They're constantly making you make some noise. I go, I fucking paid money to hear some noise. I could make some noise at my house by myself. Go out in the car and make noise for free. I need you to make the noise. Should I start rhyming now? You don't mind. I don't freestyle. I don't freestyle. And the only uh, era of rap I ever enjoyed was that early 90s. What about beatbox? No, I don't do any of that beatboxing. I don't have any time for it. Why are you here? Uh, that's a great question. Why am I here at this hip-hop show? I don't want to make noise. I don't want to beatbox. I don't I want to freestyle. I may be at the wrong show. I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the party down, particularly episode 10. Funniest fucking shit ever. And you know who is hysterical is that Megan fucking Malawi that I never watched her other show. That's very surprising, since, yeah, all she's known for is um, Will and Grace. This, she kind of plays like the, she's like the mom of the group, and it's kind of stupid. And she's fucking hysterical. Hysterical. Um, Ken, Ken, you're on my face. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Hey, I just purchased some tickets uh, yesterday, actually, for the Black Keys in Boston at the Pavilion Center. $35, no service charge. I, I was so surprised that they were that cheap. Why no service charge? I have no clue, but it was nice to see no service charge, because usually when you buy a bunch of tickets, it's an extra $10 on top of each ticket. Here's the amazing thing. You're going to see an unbelievable show. You're going to probably see the best fucking show of the summer. I've seen, I saw them two years ago at the Orpheum in Boston, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Yeah, they're unbelievable. And uh, they were just here not that long ago, um, doing like a short set in the uh, fishbowl, and uh, everybody was going nuts for them. Just loving those guys. Yeah, the uh, lobby was packed with people watching this shit. I would like to be able to say this though one day. Black Keys, I'd like you to meet the White Stripes. I think the universe would collapse in on itself. There's only four of us here. Well, five including me, and, uh, and I don't beatbox, as I've already told everyone. I'm not a beatboxer. This guy's got the best fucking voice. That's a shit. Oh, from sweet to the 
75 bucks. It's a little band that could. Alright, this is one of these bands too. They could have played any era. This band could have played Woodstock and no one would have fucked. They could have just showed up in a Woodstock time machine. People from Woodstock would be fucking twirling around and digging. They could have played Live Aid. They could have played the US Festival. I'm trying to think of every stupid thing. Lollapalooza. Concert Bangladesh. Yeah, I don't know if they could have played that. Uh, you know why? Because you came up with it, not me. That's my problem with that. Uh, Jen and PA, you're in run of Fez. Good morning, boys. How are you? Good. Just want to say, I think um, Live Nation and possibly Ticketmaster, for like a one- or two-week period right now in June, they're doing no service fees on all of their tickets. Or at least most of them. Well, so what is that all about? No service fee. I don't know. I just got an email um, that they're doing a promo for it. I think it's because so many of these summer tours have trouble now. I don't know why there should be a fucking $10 service charge for them emailing me my tickets. It's some real horse shit right there. Well, you know, they got to come up with postage. Ugh. Why didn't you back Pearl Jam in the 90s when they got behind that? You, you weren't there for them. Uh, Steve, Oklahoma, you're on Run Fez. Hey, man. Uh, you guys want to see a real show live? Widespread panic. Are you going to talk to me and fucking Hicks about panic? That's yeah, You're yeah, going I mean, to talk to us. You guys mention them. Uh, we fucking told you the day we went in the fishbowl and saw those guys here. They're fucking oh, great. Really? Awesome. So I'm yeah, in fucking yeah, 84. I... Don't start telling me about it now in 2010. I was there in 84. So you, you got it back when, when Hauser was still just rocking it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was the time to see it, yeah, back when right. Hauser was still... All right, now that you turn nice, this isn't as fun. It was really nice when you were really fucking... Uh, Jim, Cleveland, you're in Run of Fez. Hey, fellas. Uh, that band sounds a little bit too much like Jimi Hendrix to me. How could you sound too much like Jimi Hendrix? That's what I don't understand from people. They always act like classic rock was better, and then as soon as someone starts to rock, they're like, oh, you know what this sounds like? I'm like, what the fuck? You're going to sound like somebody. You know, it's 2010. People have been here before. If I was going to be compared to somebody, I would love to be compared to Hendrix. I'd like to be called the Hendrix of fucking radio, except for Hendrix is on the radio. At the end of the show, I'll fucking light the mic on fire and throw it at Fez. It fucking drives me crazy when uh, the fucking older guys always want to fucking rip on someone. God bless anyone who comes out rocking in this day and age. In this fucking auto-tone world we live in. Yeah, rocks, I mean, we'll take what we can get. And Gaslight Anthem, they're saying like, oh, it's fucking Bruce Springsteen, what the fuck? But, you know, whatever, it's fine. You think fucking Bruce Springsteen invented the guitar? Fucking Hendrix didn't come up with anything. Except for all the fucking great shit he did. But, uh, you know, he fucking stood on shoulders, too. I always got to fuck with people. I'd rather somebody fucking sound like like they were fucking rocking than not. 
Go listen to your old albums in your basement. Because uh, I'm going to do that anyway after the show. Mike, you're running Fez. Hey, Fezzy, I got two ideas for you, buddy. What's that? First of all, why don't you pay Dave to fuck you? He doesn't care about shit and he needs a job. And second, in all seriousness, didn't you once offer Dave like $30,000 a year? Why don't you supplement his salary so we can get him back? Because the new guy sounds a lot like the old guy. Look, here's the fucking thing on Dave for anyone who still fucking cares. Dave wasn't fired. He fucking moved over. He wanted to. We all said, Dave, you shouldn't move over. Everyone fucking said it to him. But we do support him, and he's like, I got to do something else right now. There's certain fucking people. I talked to him last night. I think he was, might try to become a crab fisherman since that guy from Delhi's Catch died. Well, he'd be great at it. His beard. He'd, he'd be the funniest crab fisherman ever. Finally, there's some crab t twittios that we could all fucking enjoy. He's going to have to relocate. I don't know how much crab is in Spring Lake. On the fucking water. Uh, Doug, you're running Fez. Hey, Ron, I know what Fez does when you guys play and, and listen to music. You told me before, but I'm wondering what he does while you guys are sitting there talking about music. He puts on wrestling videos and he watches them in the corner. <laughs> you don't have to fucking worry about Fez. He's got a YouTube channel set up. Fez is on the fucking job. He's on his way back. I can feel it. Thank you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Plus, you want to plug Entourage, right? Yep, Entourage, the new season. It's seventh season. That's starting a week from this Sunday, June 27th. They're calling this the season of the witch. That's 1030 in the East, only on HBO. The Emmy Award winning Entourage is back. What did it win the Emmy for? Um, I'm not sure. I am Mary Gold. Oh, right, Jeremy Piven won. So wouldn't it just be we have one guy who won an Emmy? Why don't you take one of those statues in? It's just for everybody. And uh, also, uh, we'll have a DVD of Season 6 of Entourage to give away. DVD prize pack. All right, we'll give that out now. Uh, Robbie B. and Phil, you're on Fez. Yeah, this is Mike down Florida. Turn it down. Turn your radio down, Robbie. Take care of yo, yo, turn on the radio. Turn off the radio. Yeah, go ahead. All right, dude. Uh, I go hose over bros. Uh, I like them tits. All right, uh, put Robbie down as blunt. And uh, I don't know if we can beat that one. I like that tits. Mm hmm. Oh, Robbie's the big winner. Congratulations, Robbie. All right, dude. Um, I'll tell you, hose over bros. Uh, no, it's already too late. You already you already won on tits. Uh, you're the big winner. You're the big winner. Now turn your radio up and listen to it. Uh, there you have it, Fez. Congratulations, Robbie. Your blunt entry got you entourage. I like them tits, is what he said, Fez. I like them tits. Won him oh, season. You don't need to work, Blue. I know we're doing an HBO thing, but you don't need it. He's... You know why? You're too clever. What happens you get on the Tonight Show? Now you got to come up with another word for tits? I would have to, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to let that through. 
but he's picked up Entourage Season 6 on DVD, that prize pack from HBO. Remember that Entourage returns for its seventh season on June 27th. That's a week from this Sunday. It all starts then, 10.30 p.m. in the East, only on HBO, and right after the season premiere of Hung. Oh, Hung is back, huh? Hung is back for its second season. Mm, no idea. All right, we're going to take a break here. Right back with more Ron Fay Show. Sirius 197, XM 202. The virus. The Ron and Fez Show. Actually, if I was the President of the United States, if I was Obama, I'd actually probably start a speech like this. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank Elvis Costello for everything he's given to the United States of America over the last few years. And the record sales should have been much higher. 
Anyway, let's get into this golf thing. Or if he doesn't even mention Elvis Costello, but just has some giant Elvis Costello posters behind him. I don't think it would be a bad idea. What about cutouts? Like cutouts of Elvis. Okay, you want to fucking, you know, want to go back to the old record store days? Sure. You want to put some cutouts up there? Fine. I want a giant posters. You want to go with cutouts. Yeah, both, though. Um, I forget what it was. Oh, it was for his Sundance show. We went to this party. Uh, Earl got me in. I don't know what his connection was with Sundance, but uh, it was for Elvis's fucking TV show, his interview TV show. I think it's called Elvis's TV show. I think that's the name of it. I'm not sure. And uh, he had this scarf around his neck. It just looked like a, like a nice little British gentleman. I like when anyone plays to their stereotype. I don't like a stereotype breaker. That's why I'm completely comfortable with Mafia Life, Chris. A guy who completely just stays in his stereotype. Perfect. Comforting. Cedric the Entertainer, same way. I appreciate it, Cedric. I'd like you to come out. Be right there. White people were crazy. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't even think of that, but we are. We do crazy things. Oh, uh, when you watched, uh, oh, Mr. Miyagi, whether he was uh, helping out the karate kid. Or on Happy Days, stayed within the stereotype. I like Billy Bob Thornton. I think he's kind of the stereotype of a southerner. Uh-huh. But it looks like he drinks hard, and he's just fucking a weirdo. Hip southern, like yeah. a Greg Allman. Yeah, exactly. He is a benefit for the southern people. Like, I'm batshit crazy, but I'm also, you can depend on me. I'll be there when the bad guy shows up in town. He's kind of white trash. White trash on fucking dope would be a perfect song for him. Uh, but I don't, I get, you know, people get mad about the Jersey Shore kids, but we're confident watching that show because the stereotype works for us. We don't have to think. We're just like, I already know what these people are like. Thank you for showing that. I know how they dance. Uh, uh, this would be, you know, it's like J-Lo doesn't show up with a small ass. She gives you the type of ass that you've come to ex expect from a Puerto Rican superstar. And where she's actually bigger than her husband, which I like that in the Puerto Rican girls. I'm much larger than him. Scary. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Run of Fez show on a weekday. Uh, David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Hey, uh, you know, speaking of staying inside stereotypes, does anyone do it better than rappers and country music stars, except for the craziness that is Dwight Yoakam? You were just talking about uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and I think Yoakam also has that kind of crazy batshit thing going on as well. He does. Usually those two stay inside their stereotypes pretty well. Uh, the only time that I don't like Dwight Yoakam is if he takes his hat off. I like the hat so low. Oh, yeah. That you that you suspect him of something awful. He's actually a terrific actor too. Surprisingly, I fucking didn't realize he was a country star. First time I saw Sing Blade, I was like, "Wait, wait a minute, Dwight Yoakam." Yeah, he'd already had like eighteen fucking number one country hits, Crazy. which I don't know. I think it's only like selling fifty, sixty records a piece. 
You don't have to sell a lot to be number one in country. Because every time you hear, hear anyone in country, they had 33 number one hits. What? 33? If they were a real person, they'd be bigger than the Beatles. But it works inside the um, uh, country. Uh, Paul, Paul, you're on Runifest. Hey, guys. A uh, great guy to play the stereotype type is uh, Nathan Lane. You know, uh, he had an interview once where someone asked when he came out of the closet, and he just said, I don't think I ever had to. People just figured it. And he just kind of embraces his sexuality like, you know, people who are that way should, I would think. Nathan Lane I'm a big fan of because he knows how to get a laugh off the big yell. What? You know, it's still popping back with that. I don't know if he's the perfect gay stereotype, though. There, uh, I, I'm a... Uh, what is the Harvey guy's name, Fez? Harvey Firestein. I like him because Nathan Lane won't cry. And if you're going to have a, a gay guy, I like to see some tears and more uh, the uncomfortable connection to mother. Yeah, you need that emotion. Yeah. Nathan Lane is detached. Uh, here is uh, Phil and P.A. You're on Fez. Uh, hey, guys. How about Mr. Magoo, the stereotype of a guy, an old guy who can't see? And he rides his car on roller coasters. See, that's the funniest thing in the world. We used to, our cartoons were just stereotypes. We're like, oh, I get it. I understand. And now we have to get out of that. And you have to watch some French fries arguing with something. And you're like, that's what a fucking cartoon is now. Bugs Bunny would never be able to do his Japanese soldier impression anymore. Tucker Carlson, the stereotype, I'm very conservative, so I'll have a conservative look and wear the bow tie. I haven't seen him in a long time. Is he still on TV? You know what? I haven't seen him in a while either. Uh, here is Cheyenne. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., the, the reason that country artists get so many number one hits is because they stay in the industry for so long. They're in for... 20 years, 25 years, you know, not a year or two, and then gone. Yeah, but that American Idol girl, I think, already has 18 number one hits. I forget. Yeah, even, I, I think her name is uh, Jesus uh, Take the Wheel. Uh, Sean, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, boys. Yeah. Uh, what about Samuel L. Jackson as the angry black man? I think of more as the proud black man. Um, that he will only get angry, but he also has a very big laugh for you, too. Like, Samuel L. Jackson has that thing of, the black guy is laughing, so everything is right with the world. You know what I mean? Everyone feel comfortable. Yes. Look at him. He's enjoying himself. Something got said that was a little tense. He laughed. Now we can all relax. There's a lot of, of power he uh, carries for himself. Uh, Buster, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, I'd say an ultimate stereotype would be uh, Brett Michaels. I mean, he's lived a life, and he's too stupid to even die. Um, so you think of him as the perfect rocker stereotype? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna th I mean, for me, it's always going to be Keith. Yeah. Keith Richards, rock and roll to me. He smoke. Hey, fucking Brad Michaels doesn't even smoke from what I fucking seen. You need to smoke and fucking drink hard. And I guess he can't drink a lot because of his diabetes. Maybe he could be the perfect diabetic stereotype. Pussy. Uh, I, I might be the 80s rocker stereotype. I don't know, though. Tommy so, Lee. Oh, yeah. Much better call. Tommy Lee is that whole fucking thing and how the excess stereotype. I think Ron Artest is a great out-of-control athlete fucking um, stereotype. He's a good one. 
because even after the, the brawl, like two days later, he was shilling his fucking rap album on the news, on like CNN or whatever. There is an entrepreneurism in those black guys that is just unbelievable, where no matter how big you get, they'll still sell you CDs out of the back of the fucking car. They're looking to get paid. Hell yeah. I get that mixtape out. They like getting paid. Um, Alex, you're on Fez. Ronnie, how about, I don't know if you saw in the cartoons, what about Speedy Gonzalez and his cousin, and I swear to God, Slowpoke Rodriguez? Um, if you're going from Mexican stereotypes, I still like Cheech. Out of everybody, and even when Hispanic guys get together, if fucking Cheech walks into the room, was like Nicholson. There's just a hush that fucking comes over them. That's because, like, before Cheech, there was no, like, Cheech stereotype. He kind of invented the stereotype. Then after him, everybody was. And then he got mad at fucking Tommy for treating him like a, uh, a fucking stereotype. Bullshit. He was just treating him like he was Cheech. Just one day, fucking Cheech looks over at Tommy Chong's like, all right, enough of the Mexican shit. Tommy what? was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? We did that unmasked. Like, all these years, I knew fucking Tommy. He was like... Cheech's dick, you know, and you just be like fucking talk to him or something. Yeah, you're a good guy. You know who's not Cheech? And he just he he couldn't let go of him like an old girlfriend. And then during the last of mass was the first time I ever saw the two of them together. Tommy was as happy as fuck. He was just staring. I'm smiling. All he wants to do is sit next to Cheech. That's all he fucking wants in life. Me and Cheech are doing this thing, and you know I was like. So fucking happy for him. Um, David, you're on Running Fast talking about stereotypes. Yeah, I'm thinking about Sam Elliott. I mean, what else can he do but be a cowboy or a sheriff? Well, the thing is, Sam Elliott is very good for Western cool. That it's not just Western, but that fucking Western thing that works out where you can pick up chicks by not talking. Just the, yeah, just your fucking gear. Makes like, if fucking... I was doing the fucking show with Sam Elliott, people would be like, it's so great. Sometimes you don't hear Sam Elliott for 45, 50 minutes. Sam Elliott just kind of sits back and relaxes. People would love it. Fez, they crawl up his asshole. But with Sam Elliott, you're like, he's not saying anything. He's so fucking deep. Uh, Dave, North Carolina, you're on running Fez. Uh, and nobody can forget Johnny Weir, the skating queer from this past year's Olympics and his flamboyant outfits and his pretty much gay and figure skating stereotype. Uh, he's kind of interesting because even while he was a young guy, they did that parody on him in that fucking movie where the guy was just playing Johnny Weir, stealing it from him. And you're like, this guy, is, has he been around long enough for you to do a parody of? But that's how fucking gigantic it was. Um, Nate, you're on Run a Fez. Hey, Ron, I got a diabetic stereotype, and that's uh, Wolfer Brimley, because he's been eating his oatmeal for 20 years. Well, I, see, I would, um, I would put Wolfer Brimley down as maybe the perfect kind of cleaner stereotype, where you're watching a movie and a bunch of shit happens, and then Wolfer Brimley shows up, here's what's going to happen. Hicks, you're going to go over there. Give the cops a call and tell them you made a mistake. Fez, you're going to clean up this shit, 
and stop bitching at Hicks. You know, he could, and, you, and, and I mean, I've seen this happen in a couple movies. And you're always like, well, why is it him? Why does Wilford Brimley get to come in from the outside? Voice of reason. Yeah, he is. He's the voice of reason. He's older. But there's no one ever could say to him, um, Wilford Brimley, I'll beat your ass before I go and do all these things. Everyone just kind of goes off and does. Here's how it's going to go down, Hicks. Um, here is uh, Jeff. Jeff, you're on Running Fez. Hey, guys. How about Vern Troyer as the stereotypical midget? Um, but the thing about Vern is he's even smaller than a midget. Yeah, he's, is he technically a midget? Because he's all in proportion. He's just a tiny person. He's like a thumb with a fucking dick and a mouth. I can't believe he's he's still rocking that thing. I'd say Wee Man from Jackass is a stereotypical midget. Perfect guy. Perfect because... He has fun and shit. He's fun and he's mischievous. He's got a mischief way about him. And then, but, he also looks like he'll fucking bite you. Um, Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. I think your uh, number two best friend, Ronnie, Bill Walton, is the deadhead stereotype. Fire on the mountain. The really funny thing about Bill Walton that day, and we... We talk, I don't know whether I told this part of this story. I might have after he walked out. But we found that when he came, Bill Walton came in, we were playing Fire on the Mountain for him because uh, Kathleen from the Bronx said this would be the perfect dead song to play. You know, we just didn't want to be playing trucking and some bullshit and him coming in, this garbage again. We said find something that he'll like. He was so happy. And he says... Can I have a piece of paper and a pen while this is playing? And we see him just writing down. So after he left, we looked over and saw what did he write on the piece of paper. And he wrote um, the lyrics to Fire on the Mountain that he was just writing as the song was going on. He wrote down Ron, I guess so he could remember the host name. But then next to Ron, he just wrote Jerry Garcia. I don't know whether I mean I know he knows Jerry Garcia's name, so I think that was one. He just likes writing down Jerry Garcia. Definitely random like, death th thoughts. No, it's like the kind of shit that you would do in school, where you would just like write your band's name down. Bill Walton Garcia. <laughs> this is what it'd be like. That's it, Ron. It's like a fire on the mountain. Come back to you. Just had those big Mike the Teacher teeth and that big fucking head. It all comes back in this song. Everyone acts like they don't like fucking deadheads. But if you ever meet them one at a time, you always love them all. Oh, they're wonderful people. Yeah, they are. They really are nice people. They just fucking love the dead. A lot. It really is a great song. It's almost like a little reggae there for a second. Jerry Garcia. I had such incredible pain, Ron. The kind of pain you can't even imagine. I had lost that fire on the mountain. Whatever, it just kept coming back in. 
And what was the Jerry song you played for him at the end? It almost made him cry. He was so in love with that song. Talking about stereotypes and how comfortable it is when people play into their own. Here's our good buddy, Cigars and Scotch. Hey, one of my favorites was Grandpa Al Lewis. I used to live on Staten Island. He used to walk around in the outfit. I've seen him in the mall like that. Yeah. You know, back, you know, when I was in my 20s. One time he was in Grandpa's. He had the club there. Walked in dressed the full vampire outfit, the gloves. He's sitting there. I, I had a friend too. They used to ask a lot of stupid questions. Like, oh my God, you're still alive? He's like, no, I'm dead. I'm haunting the fucking place. He, uh, funniest guys on the planet. We, yeah, we got into a thing when I was on the air in uh, Florida. He used to call us for basketball. Goodbye, Detroit. He knew everything there was to know about college basketball. But the, the great thing about him was he couldn't imagine life outside of New York City. And he kept asking me, like, when are you going to try to get out of there? He kept running for governor, too. Yeah. Well, he had all these crazy politics, and he was always really involved in local politics. He's a great guy. And I think I did radio for a while in New York, right? Uh, I, n I never heard a show. I wish I did. Yeah, it was on one of the crazy AM stations. And uh, it, he really was... Well, until that time that Art Bell tried to put the wooden stake in his chest, but, you know. That was the only other time. Cigars and Scotch, and I like how you play into the manly man stereotype. No, no, it's just how I <laughs> I have cigars and scotch. I fit the stereotype. Uh, here's uh, Paul, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, maybe uh, he wrote that down, uh, the Jerry Garcia line, because Fez is uh, starting to look like him with that big beard and uh, going to look a little like Jerry Garcia. You got any glasses, Fez? Um, I got... My regular glasses. Yeah, we no, those don't work for you. You need Garcia glasses. I got blue blockers back here. Blue blockers. <laughs> that might be perfect for him. Uh, here's Josh. <laughs> that just was fucking cruel. You know he's trying to, you know, do a thing. Uh, Josh, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Ronnie, sound like a million bucks. Feel like a buck 380. Uh... <laughs> How about uh, Anthony as your uh, typical crazed white racist? Um, well, Anthony's doing a whole new gimmick uh, with the uh, with the gun stuff, and I, I get obsessed with ever, whatever his new guns are. I watch his Twitter page, and if he gets a new gun, I'm always like, I wonder, you know, where he puts this one. I wonder what the fuck kind of arsenal is over in that house. But a bunker, I think, at this point. Somebody, when I when I did the run-in on O&A that day, somebody said that when Anthony goes on the gun thing, it'll be the only time on the news, like when he goes on a rampage, that it won't be a surprise to the neighbors. You know, they won't be doing that. This is a quiet thing. Everyone said we saw this one coming a long time. Because you know in the back of Ant's mind, he's got to at least be fantasizing about, I'm going to get to use this shit. You know in the back of Ant's mind, he's thinking to himself, I want this thing to end like Scarface, where they're just coming over the fucking walls at me. You got to. Um, you know, you put too much time into it. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Eric. You're my first. Eric, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, yeah, Al, Al Lewis was on BAI up there in New York for a while. I don't know if he still is. Oh, uh, no, he's been, he's been dead now. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. 
shows how much attention I'm paying to music. Here's a really funny thing. I saw uh, Grandpa Lewis a couple years ago. I guess about 10 years ago, and it was fucking Halloween. And all the kids, of course, wanted to get their picture taken in New York with with uh, Al Lewis, Grandpa Munster. And he goes out for Halloween in a cowboy fucking dressed up like a cowboy. And you're like, you... Why can't you just dress like fucking Grandpa Munster? Did you see what I'm dressed as today? A cowboy. So, you know, bring the kids over. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Ed, Jersey, Stereotypes. You're on a fence. O.J. Simpson beat a double murder rap and still couldn't stay out of prison. Yeah, O.J. was one of those guys who couldn't turn off the juice. Had to keep the juice at all time. Great surfer stereotype, Laird Hamilton, because you're never going to see him in long pants. Yeah, but here's the thing about Laird. Not a laid-back thing about him. He's almost like a surfing fucking Marine, where the surfing stereotype is normally the, oh, I don't care how I crash, I don't know how I do this. When you watch those documentaries, fucking Laird Hamilton is like a scientist, like an engineer when it comes to those waves. He doesn't have a chill fucking thought about him. Uh, that iconoclast when Eddie was with him, Eddie Vedder, and he's playing music. And you can just fucking hear like, um, you can see Laird just like, yeah, this is music, other people listen to this. I like to surf. He was trying to act real nice about it, but you could tell, like, fucking Eddie Vedder knew more about Laird than Laird knew about him. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. It was, um... Sorry. Lee, Indiana, you're on the Run of Fez show. Well, Ron, hey, Fez, remember you talking earlier about Bugs Bunny doing the Japanese impression, how you couldn't do that anymore? Yeah, he remembers. Yep. Well, the stereotype that I think changed that was Bruce Lee. Now you think of Asians like they all know, know martial arts now and stuff instead of being like the silly uh, Asian person. Was Bruce Lee changed that? Yeah, the, that came out. And then, of course, there was the Kung Fu TV show where suddenly, like that Buddhist thing, the popping people in the head Buddhist thing worked really big. Because Kung Fu would travel around the country, right? And it was like in the Old West. And he never went in any trouble. But all he ever did was fuck people up. And he acted like he didn't fucking get this gimmick about himself. And everywhere he went, they kept hitting him the same shit. Chanaman! Hey, Chanaman! And he, you just see him, like, fucking stop. And he was like, you can see in his head, he's like, where did that come from? But I'm like, motherfucker, they call you Chinaman every fucking episode. You're going to have to find a different way of dealing with this. Then kicking them in slow motion. It gets crazy after a while. Um, Maybe walking down the center of town was never the right idea. Maybe if you're going to stop in a store or something, try to find a back door. So you think he should have been sneaking around and staying in the closet? Well, if he really wasn't looking for trouble, he might have found a more, uh, less, uh, a different way in. If he knew trouble was coming because it happened to him in every town, maybe he would have found a different way to go about his travels. Sneak around. Yeah, but they still found trouble in uh, Kung Fu Legend Continues. When yeah, just no matter what happens. Fucking, here's the thing. Trouble finds him. He's a fucking good dude, and he just wants to sit back and remember shit that happened when he was younger. That's all he wants to do. Remember what his old teachers, and they got to fuck with him. 
I can't fucking leave Kung Fu. Maybe if you didn't have the name Kung Fu. That's like having the name fucking Badass Boxer. People are going to fucking test you on it. You can't have a name like you sound like you can kick everybody's ass. Then go into a new... Maybe if he stayed in one town for a while... Let them they, find out who yeah, he is. Yeah, they would get to know him. See that there's more to him than just being a Chinaman. You know? See the other side of him. Like he could pick up pots with fucking burning fucking uh, eagle or snake things on the side. You can do all kinds of shit. All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, we'll be right back with more Ronnie Fez. Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Ronnie Fez, Sirius 197, XM 202, the virus. You know what? Here's another thing about energy, dude. Mm, it fucking gets you hard. Yeah. Bam. I will fuck the old out of you. I will. I'll do all of you all night. And I'll do it in my sleep. I don't give a shit. That's what I'm talking about with Thunder Muscle. It's Thunder Muscle! I'm a runaway son of the nuclear A-bound. I am a world's forgotten boy. The one who searches and destroys. Yeah, buddy, this is the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I was reading a story where David Crosby said that uh, he would like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Well, I guess he had uh, seen the Steely Dan shows uh, last year where they were doing just full albums. And said that he would like uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash to uh, come back and maybe do Deja Vu. And it is kind of an interesting concept because I did get the opportunity to see Steely Dan. And it's a very weird thing when you see someone just do the album, you know, from fucking first side flip it over, do the second side, because it no longer feels like a rock show, because you wouldn't normally go in that. It doesn't, the way an album builds and ebbs and flows, it's different from the way a live show does. Hicks, is there anybody that, any album that you would love to see get done? Well, I saw the Pixies do Doolittle last November. That How was, was that? That was, it was pretty awesome. And was that the album that you would want out of all of them? No, the one I wanted was Surferosa. But mm -hmm. Doolittle was still amazing. But another album I would love to see done live was, is the Neutral Milk Hotels and the Airplane Over the Sea. If I saw that live, I'd shit myself my head would explode. That would be the end for you. It, to see that guy, Jeff Mangum, come out of fucking uh, solitude and then perform that live. Well, apparently he did uh, a fucking thing in a club or something not yeah. too long ago where he did a bunch of songs off that album. And it, they said at a certain point, people were fucking just took over singing for him. I guess he needed a little help. But they said people were crying. They love that fucking guy so much. Yeah, I, I, I would have been the one. I've been crying. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would have lost my shit. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I have, you know, a couple times seen people do this. But for me, if I could see Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars just fucking done in that same way, that might be it for me. And I definitely want him to dress like Ziggy. 
I don't care how ridiculous it would all come off in 2010. I still would love it. He has to put the fucking the suit on. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Fez, I know you're not a big rock fan, mm -hmm. but I know you wouldn't mind seeing that 80s wrestling album being done, uh, Pillar to Post. Pile Driver. Pile Driver would be perfect for you. Um, here's Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, without a doubt, Stooges Funhouse. Love to see it. Wow, that'd be a fucking great one, wouldn't it? And here's the thing. It is possible people would want to just get back into it now. And it's almost like, you know, rather than just seeing... You know, the show again, because some of these bands have toured a lot. It would almost be like a night of theater, you know, that you would be able to fucking sit there. Um, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, I'd love to see all the Pink Floyd, not just Roger Waters, who's coming around doing The Wall now, but the whole thing. The first time I saw that movie, I was so tripped off to suicide, but I, I, was, I thought I was going to go nuts. All right, if you, you got to pick one, though. Oh, okay. Uh, Pink Floyd. The Wall. The Wall. And you, you, are you going to go out and see Waters do it this year? Yes, sir, I am. Yeah, I actually might make that show. It's, you have to. It's like yeah. one of those things. It's an institution. All right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. What are you writing down there, Fez? Oh, I just hold on to my pen. Oh, it's like you're patting your pen. I thought taking fucking notes. I don't know whether I was being watched. Uh, Paul, Long Island, you're on a fest. Hey, guys. What about the original lineup of GNR doing Appetite for Destruction start to finish? It would be pretty amazing. Um, and I, I saw them when they came out, actually, just as that fucking album was coming out. And they were really fucking badass at that time. I never like to say it in front of fucking Dave. But they fucking came on strong when they came out. Matter of fact, I was watching the Eddie Trunk show, and his big question was, what, is, what fucking album was bigger for rock, Back in Black or Appetite? He picked Back in Black, but everybody else on the show went against him. And Eddie looked hurt. He looked really fucking hurt. Aw. Because you know that he doesn't think his GNR is fucking completely metal. Oh, and that hurts no. him. Yeah. Um... Mitch, Arizona, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you see Lou Reed do Rock and Roll Animal, it would be the ultimate for me. So you want to see him actually do a live album live? Yeah, what the hell? That would be fucking strange. Um, yeah, well, double... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Bill. Bill, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, boys, how you doing? If you want to go see someone just speak lyrics for about three hours with a, you know, a bunch of a bunch of props. Then you go see the wall. Roger Waters can't sing anymore. He just talks for about three hours and, and uses backup singers to make words. So, you know, I'll probably still go see it. But <laughs> after you fucking tell everybody else not to. Yeah, yeah, but I'll go. Yeah. Well, that happens with guys. You see when guys are getting older, they suddenly like, I like four or five black chicks behind me at all times. Leonard Cohen had him fucking, you know, and I didn't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah. And the color girls go do the do. I don't have any problems at all. John, you can see one album perform live. What would it be? 
Soundgarden, Super Unknown. All the hits on that album. That was the shit for you when it came out, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's going to be our new thing, Hicks. We don't say absolutely anymore. It's absolutely. Dan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Oh, hey, Ron. Hey, uh, I've seen the Cars in concert. It's the only band I've ever heard play like like they're in a studio mm-hmm. live. And a Candy O. I think the album Candy O would be really like a pretty damn good concert. Now, do you want it with Rick Ocasek or Todd Rundgren coming out and doing all those songs? Remember when Tom Run- Todd Rundgren came back and did the new Cars with the other Cars people? It's fucking hysterical. This is when rock music got cold. Charlie in Manhattan, you're on Runner Fez. What's up, Ronnie? Hey, man. Talking heads remain in the light. Talking heads remain in the light. I don't even think those guys talk to each other, right? Uh, not that I know of, no, but it'd still be pretty kick-ass to see. Like, if they bump into each other in the street, they do one of those things like they act like they're looking at something else. Like, uh, I didn't even know he's here. And they'll lie later and go, oh, really? Was she there? I didn't know. Here's uh, Jim in South Dakota. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Uh, I wouldn't mind checking out uh, R.E.M. Life's Rich Pageant. Out of all the R.E.M.s? Yep, that's actually my favorite. I think if I was going to do the R.E.M.s, it might be the first one, but I don't know. Even then, I might not go. <laughs> oh, this would be amazing to see live, huh? Oh. I know one thing, if you didn't show up to press, you'd be, uh, when you when you left, you'd feel bad about yourself. Rob, you could only see one album live, what would it be? Uh, let's go over to Curtis, Curtis in uh, Missouri. You're on the Run of Fez hey, show. Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Rush is coming out this summer, and they're going to be doing a, a moving pictures in its entirety. I had no idea. Personally, I'd rather want to hear a farewell to King. Well, maybe if it goes over that way, you'll be able to see it. After they did that thing in I Love You, Man, I think uh, they have become the new ironic Ben. Have you noticed that? Oh, uh, yeah, they're, they made a, uh, they've made an ironic comeback. It's sadly and strangely. Well, in the same way that Journey did. Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., what about Squeeze, Argy Bargy? Boy, Squeeze is really one of the fucking bands, aren't they? Just a great-sounding fucking band. We've had him in studio a couple of times, and just still can sing great songs. Here's Brian, South Carolina. You're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, boys. How about the Almond Brothers eat a peach, including Mountain Jam? It would be fucking... Um, and they are the type of band that should go out and do that. Of course, a lot of times they might start jamming on one song so long they don't really have time to get to anything else. Johnny Long Island, you're on Running Fez. What's going on, guys? I got two. You two, Joshua Tree, and honorable mention, Aerosmith Rocks. That would be an interesting one. Hicks, which one are you picking? Give me you two. All right. I was there when this album came out. They couldn't have been any fucking bigger. They were the biggest band in the world at that moment. All this part of it was done in the dark. This was like their opening song. And in a fucking stadium. And people were like fucking ants just going crazy. Lights come up. Fuck. They're done. They were gigantic then. Bobby, MPA, you're on the Run of Fez show. How about Freedom Clearwater Revival, Cosmos Factory? Oh, you don't even have to. You don't even have to lie on that one. I would have went to you for that. You didn't have to do a fake name. Is that part of the advice? Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Here's uh, Travis, you're on Run Fez. Jim, we got you, buddy? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, how you doing? How about uh, the Who, uh, Tommy? Out of all the Who things, you wanted to see Tommy? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I don't know. There's other Who albums I picked first. Becoming a new thing just to go out and play the album beginning to end. Now, of course, the the Who actually did this early on with this album. Now people are going back to their classics. Here's Greg from Long Island. I think I have the feeling I know what you're going to ask for, Greg. Billy Joel, the stranger. There it is. Talk about the stereotype uh, playing into itself. Long Island and their absolute love their absolute love for Billy Joel here's a song you can whistle to
Uh, let's head on over here to uh, Matt. Matt in Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got to go with The Black Crows, Southern Harmony, and Musical Companion. It's a great fucking album. Aren't they doing like they said their last tour before they break up now, too? Uh, indefinite hiatus is the ah. they're using. Hopefully it's not permanent. Yeah, maybe just a year or two. Could be. <clears throat> Let's go over here to uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, great job, Pepper, by the way. Uh, Rage Against the Machine self-titled first album. First album for you, though, out of everything. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where they were, just blew everybody away when they showed up, and the rap rock was kind of just getting going, you know? Rage Against the Machine. Here's uh, Bob in Nebraska. What album do you want to see live, perform live? Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. Oh. Now that's the one you pick. Not that's fucking, not any of the others. It's... Let me go to Chris in Ohio on line one. You're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, definitely uh, Steely Dan's Asia album and a close second, Todd Rundgren's Something Anything. Well, I'd like to see Something Anything. That would be fucking great. Yeah, Steely Dan did the Asia album last summer. I know, I went to it, but I mean, to actually see it uh, when they actually made it and they didn't tour. Well, I can't after. get you a fucking time machine, brother. You know, I can't fucking, you know, get you there the day it came out. Let's go to the hotline. This should be important. Oh, it's Rorschach. Hey, guys. Uh, the album I want to see perform live is Velvet Underground and Nico, the banana album. That would be fucking heaven to me. Wait a minute. What state do you live in? 
Alabama. You must stick out like a sore thumb down there. Big time. You would be the only person in Alabama at this show. I'm waiting for the man. <laughs> Rorschach, I'll fucking take you on the train here. We'll whoop the Lexington 125. It's only a couple stops from my house. Oh, it's such a great, it's such a great album. In my hand. Up to Lexington, one, two, five. <laughs> Dead and alive. One way for me. What you doing uptown? All right, I'll hang out with Rorschach. I'm going to go uptown with him. I really am. Here's uh, Steve, Virginia. You're on the Fez. Friday. Yeah. Uh, in honor of Eastside Dave, Pearl Jam 10, and a very close runner-up, but I'd love to hear the Blowhard song live. I like to see his lyric sheet just to see if there's anything on there. Just scribbling. I'd be like this. What? Dibba is a word, right? If I was uh, producing this album, I'd be like, uh, Eddie having a tough time understanding the lyrics. Try to just stand back from the mic just a little bit. Thanks. Oh, now everyone knows this part. Rob, Lexington, you're on Renefez. Now, Rob, this is an important question. You can only, you got to see this album done in its entirety live. It can be any album in history. What do you want it to be? I'm going to have to go with uh, Jethro Tull, Aqualung. <laughs> That's a hysterical choice. I gave you everything in the world. How many songs are you playing there, brother? Uh, let's go over here to uh, Ray. Ray, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. Of course, someone's got to check in from Hayseedville. Uh huh. So of course, I got to go with Leonard Skinner. One more from the road. Ah, one more from the road. And that, again, was live, right? Uh, absolutely. So, you want to see a live album done live? I want to see a live album done live yeah. by the live people. Let me go to Chicago. Hey, they know, they know music. Wait. You know, Jeff, first of all, they know music in Chicago, so there's going to be a lot on you here. All I, right, I just went from Aqua. All right, hold on. I just went from Aqualung to fucking uh, Skinnerd. So I got to see what Chicago brings. Nice. Tom Waits closing time. Man, what an obscure record. What a great fucking record, right? Absolutely. Um. Let's take a listen to this. I haven't listened to this album in a long time. It's so fucking perfect. 
And this is the song you're going to pick. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Let's take a break here. It's Ron Face Show. Famous-smoke.com deliveries are coming in. There's the cigars that I ordered for you. Oh, thank you, Fez. You actually have more on the way, but enjoy those and yeah, while we're waiting for everything to come in. I want to, uh... Wow, what size are these cigars that you got me? See, it, um, those are the famous uh, Nicaraguan 3,000 Grandes. These things, I, I this realize, is the size of a hoagie. I didn't realize how grande, grande really was. They should actually said, uh, the famous Grandes, you'll wish your penis was this big. That is a thick cigar. This is not a cigar for a child. And then also, some came in from a listener. You got a Diamond Crown Figurado. And a Winston Churchill Macarash single. Oh, that's very kind. Who sent that? Um, this is no name on the slip. They sent a note. Anonymous? Anonymous, yeah. Oh, it sounds like somebody has, uh, you know, somebody who cares about me out there. It's like Valentine's Day. So you can see it's from famous-smoke.com. Uh-huh. And then There's they, no note or anything? Well, they left a note that said, I idolized Giorgio Cianaglia as a kid. And now I idolize Ronnie B. Wow, it's a very strange thing to say. But no signature. I believe it was Batman. Uh, this is the kind of fun that you can have with this cigar place, though, Fezzy. Uh, this one here gave me all different kind of mixes, some of the best of the best. Yeah, that's what that is. That's the best of the sun-grown sampler. Oh, the best of the sun-grown sampler. That's one of and the featured items on Famous-Smoke.com. I get emails about uh, cigars all the time. Um... And one of them said, uh, I've recently started smoking cigars, and I'm trying to find some I like. I like a nice, rich, sweet favor. I know you try not to recommend brands, but I would, gr I would greatly appreciate a little advice, and that's Danny Butterfield. Well, here's the way to do it. Get into some of this best of the best, the sampler packs, which uh, they do better here than any place I've ever seen before. Yeah, famous-smoke.com, special uh, section right there for sampler packs that you can check out on the website. They also have a link to the Cigar Advisor mm -hmm. if you have any you know, questions about cigars while you're searching the site there, famous-smoke. Very interesting, Fezzy. Very, I'm looking over this uh, best of the best. I can't wait to get into this. And Father's Day coming up. If you need help, too, picking something up. Uh, they've got the Father's Day gift guide mm -hmm. online at famous-smoke.com, so you can just browse through there, and you're going to find something great for Dad for Father's Day, which is coming up this Sunday. Uh, you got any plans with your dad? No, no plans. Why don't you smoke a cigar with him? Just you and your dad, and then you say to him, Dad, 
I hope you enjoy that cigar because I'm going to tell you something about myself that's going to make you sick to your stomach. I've got a terrible secret. Give me one of those grandes. Oh, that's the last thing I want to look at. It'll take him a while to get through it. Now wait till the cigar's done. I have tried their famous brand before, and these are really good cigars and incredibly inexpensive. It's a great way to get into cigars just to go with some of their house brands or, like we said, some of the best of the best here. And you're saving money because with every order over $50, you get $10 off. You get $10 off your order for everything over 50 by putting in the promo code Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez, it's that simple. You go, as you're checking out, you pick out everything you like, put it in your shop, your online shopping cart, go to checkout. It's not it, a real shopping cart, it's online? It's an online shopping cart. It just has the little shopping cart icon. And so then, I just want to say again, uh, Danny Butterfield, this is what you need to do. Go over here and check out some of the best packages. Great chance for a new cigar smoker to figure out what uh, kind he likes to go with. And if you're going to Famous-Smoke.com to get cigars for your favorite radio host so that he mentions your name, make sure you put your name in the, uh, in the cigar message. Sound advice, Fuzzy. Yeah. Make Sound sure, advice. Yeah, just, you know, put love whoever. So, Love actually makes me uh, a little uncomfortable. I would like to hear warm regards, though. All right, that's nice. So you got a place there to type in the message if you're sending out cigars. Make sure you put your name in there, famous-smoke.com. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197. XM202. Yo. Yo. Uh. Word. Adjective. Pronoun. Adverb. Run on and on and on Where my gerund's at Parenthetical uh, Shit motherfucker Ass tits cunt cock motherfucker Shit ass tits motherfucker Shit come on Shit motherfucker Ass tits cunt cock motherfucker Shit ass tits motherfucker Shit come on You take some shit Put it up on the wall Check it out for a while you take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. You take that fuck up off of the wall, put it down on the floor with the shit in a glass bowl. What? Yo, here's another little piece of advice. Bars. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. I make references to weaponry. Ancient or new, I wear bulletproof vests for no apparent reason other than to create a false sense of importance of which I could never retain on my own. I like to create a buffer memory of incredulity so y'all motherfuckers could never get near to me. I'm a cartoon character. You'll never be able to be like me. 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 I like women. I like women. I like the concept of a woman. I like to
to take that concept and reduce it to an object. I like to take those objects and put them in my videos. Have them shake the jiggly bits so they look like hoes. I like to take some car polish, smear it all over their asses, and buff that shit out so it looks like fresh peaches and shit. I like to take some more of that car polish and smear it all over their tits and buff that shit out so it looks all sparkly like diamond necklaces and shit. Why? Because huh. I'm a ladies' man. A ladies' man. A la 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 ladies' man. I'm a materialist. I'm a materialist. I'll take a piece of shit car and I lower the motherfucker. Put some 18 inch rims on the motherfucker. Take some neon, put it underneath the motherfucker. So when I roll around this town, it looks like a hover, hover, hover. I like to take a flat panel display monitor. Put one on the steering column, one inside of the glove box, one on top of the dashboard, two in back of the headrest, one mounted in the seat, two still in the motherfucking. Packaging on the backseat So when my motherfucking friends Go and sit on the shit and break it I can honestly say I just don't give a fuck you take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. Yo, where my girls at? Where my girls at? Where my grills at? Where my grills at? Where my girls at? Where my girls at? Where my grills at? Where my grills at? Where is my fuck shit? Thank God this is an XL channel. I know what it is. Hicks loves these guys. That's great, Reggie Watts, man. Is this an album or is this like a comedy thing? It's just the, the he does this live for, for like in, during his like stand up act. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Joe, South Dakota. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna wonder if uh, you thought that technology was gonna get so advanced to where computers would come up with lyrics and tune it for us. Absolutely. There's no fucking doubt. Robots are taking over. We've seen this. We know it. In our DNA, we're aware of this. In the 1890s, where the biggest fucking machine they had in the world was a fucking wheelbarrow, they said, all right, we're fucked. This is already starting trouble. They know it. There's not been a science fiction writer in history that doesn't, that fucking, that doesn't know that the robots are going to be after our asses. This is as crazy as if we just suddenly said, hey, let's just let all the aborigines in our houses. We know how that would fucking turn out. There's only one way this fucking uh, goes down. We're out. No way around it. I think they will want to keep us around as batteries in some kind of a matrix world. That's just my own theory. Would it be like we're living our own life in this Matrix world? Yeah, but fuck it. We're just a bunch of copper tops. There's no way around it. Holy shit. We won't be real, but our love will be. AI. Yeah, from word go, Jules Verne is like, robots are going to fucking get us. That was like 100 years ago or some crazy yeah. shit. He goes, we are going to be fucked over by robots. 
with computer minds. And people are going, what's computers? He goes, I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about it. And the, the amount of the connection that we are now, the fact that you're in your car and you feel like you need to be on the Internet at the same time, this whole connection thing, we are incredibly dependent. Uh, Pat, uh, Matt, you're on Ryan Fess. Go ahead, buddy. Hello. Yeah, what do you got for me? Yeah, I had a comment about the robots. I just picked up a lot at Anheuser-Busch up here in Baldwinsville, New York, and every forklift was automated. They just all loaded the truck, nobody driving them, gave me my paperwork, and I left. Like, Wait, did a robot give you the paperwork? No, uh, the paperwork, the computer did. The paperwork was printed out of a little machine with a lady standing there kind of guarding, making sure you didn't walk back and try to mess with the forklift. The last one, right? Yeah. Well, it's very weird. Uh, uh, we got so many, like, fucking tankers and barges and shit go by here on the uh, East River on the east side. And when I was a kid, I used to watch tankers go by on the Delaware River. And they were filled with guys. There would be guys fucking hanging off the side, yelling shit at us as they're going by. And now, go to the East River, see a tanker, there's not a fucking human being on it. It's creepy. You would go to a bear, uh, a warehouse filled with fucking human beings. Now, it's all computerized. What jobs do fucking uh, humans have? Now, just selling computer supplies. Selling stuff, marketing stuff for your computer that you do. And then you're like, you ever think one day we're going to work for computers? We're working for computers now. Someone's always trying to fucking give you something else to make your computer feel better. They're running the fucking show already, and they're not even smart yet. Where do these fuckers start to figure some shit out? The worst part is the machines come on all nice. Hey, I'm here to help you. Yes. No, let me load that truck. What does that sound like, Fez? What does that sound like to you? Every sci-fi book you've ever read, mm -hmm. every sci-fi movie you ever saw. It always starts that way. Life is so much easier with the computers. You wait. Like, one day you're going to be saying to your grandchildren, believe it or not, I used to have to fuck when I was your age. Now you got the computers to fuck for you. Uh, Hicks, what was that thing that you were saying? How much of the Internet is pornography? Like 37%, like a new study. They, they, they studied uh, URLs, URL names, and it's come out that 37% of the Internet is porn. Why so low? And now they want to send this one fucking gay guy to jail? Yeah. What the hell is his name again? Perez Hilton. Oh, I was thinking of Mikey Boy. Oh, that's a different one. I was joking. Perez Hilton, they want to send him to jail. But what are the computers trying to do? Forget about your humanity. Forget about real women. Look what we got for you. We got something better than real women. We were fucking talking about Dave with this. He'd rather jack off with his fucking computer than be with a woman. Yeah. He's fucking totally fucking caught up with the porn. And you're with a computer. You're with a computer at that point. Hey, you're being intimate with a fucking box of fucking uh, circuit breakers. Oh, that's disgusting Boards. the way you put it.
Whatever. I'd rather fucking jack off in that fucking oil spill down in the Gulf. It would make more fucking sense. Yeah, we're, the fucking computers are the robots. And all you gotta do, do you see that Japanese dog they fucking, like Japanese attack dog? This thing, it's a robot dog. Can walk over rocks, make it up and down things. We're like, oh yeah, you're working really hard on shit that's going to enslave us, thanks. These fucking Japanese people are crazy as shit. You ever see, see like, you don't even hear about like Japanese radios anymore? They're All they work on is robots. And trying to get them as human looking as possible. So that when the infiltration comes, it's going to be hard to tell. They want the real world to be an anime. Anime, you fuckers. How do you prick sit over there and just worship our round eyes? In the meantime, you're fucking... You never put World War II out of your mind, and you're coming up with robots to eat us. The fucking Japanese, they don't even think of the bad side. They're like, oh, I got a robot. This one's great. It eats people. I go... Why would you even invent that? This could fucking uh, chew off an arm. Uh, Jamie, you're on Run Fez. Ron, how you doing? I, I think it was uh, Demolition Man when they had to put the helmets on to fuck each other. They couldn't touch each other. Just, just helmet fucking. Right. But, like, as weird as that seems, right? What do you think, like, pal talk sex would have fucking seemed like to a cowboy? You know what I mean? Like... A cowboy never even had a fucking premonition any of this shit was coming. Fuck no, there's Red Dead Redemption out there. Uh, Venom Robot, very smart. Its eyes can destroy humans. Laser eyes. Here's the fucking thing. You already got a robot. Now you're gonna put it, fucking give it lasers and missile launchers? Come on, dude. Look at this shit. Look at this shit all over our beaches. All for the machines. All It's machine food. All over our fucking beaches. All in our water. They don't have to worry about it. Doesn't affect their lungs or their seafood. Uh, John, South Carolina. Yeah, Ronnie, you remember that uh, metal machine robot attack dog in Fahrenheit 451 that was on the dude down? Mm-hmm. This shit's coming true, man. Right. It's fucking true. It's 100% true. Uh, Matt, you're Ronnie, you're, you're, um, you know, you're always a revolutionary, but you're adding to the problem. All these satellites are just large computers in the sky. We need to start ripping them down. Wait a minute. What if we went with this? Serious radio? Robots in the sky? Here's the fucking robots that I work for. I work for the satellites, and then Rob Cross, Steve Blatter, Neither one of them a human being. They're robots? That's all they're able to do, 24-hour shifts. I thought they were dedicated to their job. No. You never saw them fucking drinking uh, oil before? No. Go, 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 go. Well, you got to watch yourself. Stay on top of it. I had a Chips Ahoy cookie the other day. Thanks for letting me know. Let me know whenever you have any different kind of cookies. For the first time in a long, long time. Where'd you get it? I got it out of the snack machine here. I was hungry, and I thought, I haven't had a Chips Ahoy in a while. I'll get those little chocolate chip cookies in the snack pack. Um, I'm just going to say, let's cut to the chase, Fezzi. Where's this story going? It's going... I gotta know. It's going where... I forgot it's how... It's going where? 
It's where? Who would start? It's going where? Is that your phone? No, it's not mine. That's a, yes, it, whose phone is in here then? Oh, that is mine. Hello? I'm doing, uh, doing all right. I'll have to call you later because I'm on the Who's air. That? It's my therapist. Oh. Ask her how you're doing. They, they want to know how you think I'm doing. Oh, she hung up. Wow. Fuck. Oh, my She's God. She's still talking. It, hello? Hello? Not there now. Unbelievable. She fucking hangs up on you? Yeah, that was weird. What are you doing? Th- that You're we fucking about. weird. So I had the chips. Well, no, forget that. What did you ask her? What did she ask you? She was asking how I was doing. So that call came out of nowhere. Maybe she needs some money. Are you seeing her today? No. No. Uh, appointment tomorrow. Sometimes she just calls you and says, how are you doing? Um, maybe on a weekend, very rarely, but never during the week and never during the show. I've never heard of a therapist who calls someone and says, how you doing? No. Is this woman really a therapist? If by therapist you mean gypsy, yes. She definitely is. Uh, Fuzz, this is your therapist. I was looking at my crystal ball and I'm a little worried about you right now. That was very strange. You're very strange that you're still fucking paying her. Maybe she knew that the Chips Ahoy bit was going to go nowhere fast. This is the weirdest thing. I was eating a Chips Ahoy cookie the other day. That one caught That was weird, and then the therapist. Yeah, and then the phone going off. And the fact that I didn't have my phone on me is weird, too. I usually have it right on me, on my, in my pocket. Yeah, well, it was fucking just sitting there, just fucking ringing away while you were yelling, it's not my phone. Um, so she calls you and Wasn't it about four months ago Fez says he was firing her? Yeah, he was looking into finding a new therapist, yeah. I and haven't you, found anyone yet. And did you tell her you were looking for a new therapist? Yeah, I did. She laughed. That's probably why she's fucking calling. Same way if you told your agent you're looking for a new agent. He's basically saying, good luck. It's the same thing Sirius said to uh, Dave. Okay. Go get another job. They never believe you. I've never heard of a therapist calling somebody. Uh, Lady Trucker has an opinion. Go ahead, LT. Oh, no. Fezzy has a stalker therapist. It does seem weird, right? For a therapist to call you, maybe she's not feeling well. Yeah, I mean, usually you'll know, you know, you'll... you'll... No, the therapist is going to call you. So, Fez, how long ago did you tell us you were getting a new therapist? I think it was. No one believes you. I think it was a month ago. Oh, hell no. It was longer than that. It was way longer than that. Chips Ahoy. So, I bite into this cookie, and the thing, I forgot how hideous these things are. The thing, expl- they're so dry, it explodes into a cloud of dust. Um, the chocolate chips, they an idea there might be to actually have them have a chocolate flavor. And I just thought, how are these things still on the market? Fez is doing a roast on chocolate chips, and they cause heart murmurs. 
Do you know the company that makes them? No, I don't. Why don't you look it up right now on Wiki? I'll give you the opportunity for this. Um, here's uh, Alex. You're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I was just calling to say uh, I talk to my therapist all the time, too. She calls me. She texts me. She'll text me to remind me of what my appointment is. Uh, I've even smoked weed with her before. Is this a therapist or a girlfriend? And this is a therapist. <laughs> Greatest therapist ever. <laughs> what, and do you sit around and fucking talk seriously when you're smoking fucking yeah. weed? Absolutely. She's like this. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe you wanted to fuck your mom when you were a kid. That's just a fucking buddy. If you are smoking weed and talking about who makes them? Navisco. Who is the number one advertiser with SiriusXM? That I don't know. I'll give you a hint. You just read their name off. Uh, Nabisco. Yeah. All right, so why don't you tell us about their bad product? I think that the Chips Ahoy, I was delighted. I hadn't had one Seriously. in a while. Did you like it? No, it was awful. No, it was powder compacted together. Why do you think they're in here? Why do you think they got our snack machines? Well, I figured those were just random snacks that were selected for it. Mm. We got to deal with them, big man. Uh, Jaron, you're on running Fez. Fezzy, you're on to something there? When I'm getting my high on, you think that I want to bite into some explosive cookie? You got to go with the soft and chewy. I think you'll like that more. Uh, here's Marty. You're on the Runa Fest show. Hey guys, I'm a psychiatrist, and we actually only call our patients when we feel like they're in some kind of crisis or some kind of impending crisis, typically. So, Fezzi, was the last session? Did you discuss some particularly troubling things? Does she have any reason to be worried about you at the moment, or no? No, not that I can think of. Not well, that she would call the, me during the show. What was the last thing you talked to her about? Um, uh, the secret, actually. Were you crying? No, I didn't even cry in that session. Was it, uh, did you say, all right, I'll see you next session unless I kill myself? Nope, didn't say that. Why did she just yep. hang up on you mid-con, uh, mid-word? I think it's when I said uh, I was on the air. Why would you even say that? Why not just give us all a chance to fucking work her a little bit? I'd like to hear what went on. She sounded drunk. Like, yeah. feather. Are you coming up here to viral fest? Who is this? Fest! You're more patient, but I love you. I love you! Um, you've been calling it a secret now for how long? Um, like a little over a year and a half. Does your therapist think that that's a good name for it? Uh, How about if you change it to the shameful thing? Shameful thoughts. I don't think she'd go with that name either. Devil thoughts. Doctor, I'm talking about Chips Ahoy! Fuzz, I miss you. You're my favorite patient. No, really, I love you, but not like I love you like a friend. Like you're my fucking brother. Don't fucking turn it into something stupid. Can't I just be here with you, man, without you fucking turning into something stupid? Don't we have love? 
Or it's just me. You don't love back. You don't love back because I'm fucking shit. You're basically saying I'm shit. Fine. I don't care. I'm shit. You're great. Good. That's us. Fuck it. It's love and shit. Therapist and patient. Love and shit. Fez, you, you have any of those pills they gave you? Go get them. Go get them. I'm getting you more later. You're going to give me one pill. I'm going to give you ten pills later. How's that not a fucking good deal? But you're going to fucking Jew it all up. I'm sorry I called you a Jew. I know you are. Well, I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry I'm shit. All right. This is good. And I'm going to leave, but I'm going to stay for a while with you. Because we're fucking friends. All right? I'm your therapist. Lay down. Lay down. I'll start therapisting you. Fezzy, lay down. You want to get music? You want us to get fucking music? Let's get out. Let's get Chinese. You said fucking Chinese? Uh, it's very funny that alcohol is legal. And fucking pot is illegal. Because the weirdest thing is, you've never done a situation where you smoked a joint and then punched a friend in the face. That's never fucking happened. It has never fucking happened that you smoked a bunch of pot and ended up beating up somebody's fucking boyfriend because they go out with uh, your ex-chick. Like you will when you're fucking drinking. You make the worst possible decisions when you're drinking. You also, when you're fucking stoned, you don't fucking go out trying to find a bunch of other drugs about money that you don't have. Right. Well, here's another one. You've never fucking smoked a joint and then threw up in your friend's car. And then when he bitched about it, started swinging at him. And then tried to grab the wheel and point it towards something. And fucking say, it. you're a faggot, let's all die. It's a different thing. Your therapist drinks while you're in there? Fez is like, and then my mom said, and he just hears, Ch-t. just another fucking tall boy going up. Ch-t. I'm sorry, go ahead, what were you saying? Something about your dad not loving your mom or something? I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, you were talking about Chips Ahoy? Where were you going with this? You're going to start eating a new cookie? No, I was just thinking that it's a... Toll ma- House? Toll House would be good. But it's, uh, I was thinking, that's a product, a Chips Ahoy has been on the shelves forever, and uh, somehow it survived being a horrible tasting product. Could you realize that we're uh, a fucking company full of adults here, right? There's no children. Right. You think there's a good chance... That that terrible Chips Ahoy cookie stayed in there long past where it should have? And you just stayed a stale, dried-out cookie? I guess that could have happened. I, yeah. It's in the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's probably, by the realm of possibility, you're probably thinking only possibility. Probably if you went and picked it up somewhere else, it would be much fresher. But I don't see a lot of adults fucking buying Chips Ahoy before you got there. Probably bit into a stale cookie. Did you try it at a couple of different places? No. Just the just one bag. Then you think to yourself, what's this? Material for the show? Yeah, that's I thought. What part of it? The dry, dry part? Yeah. Stale taste? Mm-hmm. Still on the shelf. Um Let's go over here to uh Tim, Texas. Hey man, uh I just first thing, Fez's voice is a little more secretive when you hear it over the phone. Okay. Anyways, his therapy reminds me of a titty dancer. Once they get your phone number, they just keep calling you, Oh, my God, when are you going to come see me? Oh, my God, we got to see you at least once a week. (laughs) 
It is very, it's very similar to a fucking titty dancer in the way of this. A titty dancer and the therapist, all you don't, don't want you to ask about other clients. Like if it's some fucking titty dancer, you're like, who's that fucking guy comes? Oh, he's nobody. He's fucking, he's used to date my cousin's friend. And then he comes in here and asks about her. Really? Why you lapped in? You know. Because you'll see fucking guys. In Florida, I used to know a lot of titty dancers. And you'll be fucking surprised how many guys go in there and they're going like this. What the fuck? I'm away for two days. I come back. Another guy's dancing on your lap. And they're like, what don't you understand about me being a fucking topless dancer? I take my titties off, uh, my, my top off, shake my titties in strangers' faces. That's my thing. Why would you get jealous about that? Some people Still. get attached. Yeah. Still, I'm just saying. They're all like fucking Cameron Diaz. They will fucking travel for cock. They will travel. Mike, best jester on a fez. Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry about that run on fez. Um, I think the revolution has taken over, man. Uh, kids are coming in, man. They're hooked. They're hooked on all this uh, computer junk. You know, iPods, um, smart boards, man. They're coming in. They know how to work computers. They know how to operate them. They know how to get online and, and hack them. It's actually uh, it's begun. Yeah, it's already over. Um, yeah. how, what what age kids you teach, Mike? High school. Why High don't you school. just tell them to fucking disconnect and head for the hills? There as long as they can, living in a cave before the computers take over. Then one day they'll just see balloons in the fucking distance. Bombs going off, fall down in the cities. I think maybe with human evolution, kids, uh, babies will start being born with earbuds already in their ears. Folks, Fez Watley thinks that somehow the human gene is going to understand that people put in earbuds and adapt. Get the placenta, be like iPod earphones or something. It. Is there no fucking game on now? Where's the 2 o'clock game? I got golf on. What the fuck switched here? I'll check ESPN too. Make sure everything. Check everything up and down. This is fucking insane. Um, there was a, a... Megan Fox has gotten a engaged to Brian Austin Green for the second time. This, uh, this couple broke up. She broke it off in 2006. Yeah, yeah it's on ESPN too. Who's the game at uh, 2 o'clock? France. France. Don't let me miss the fucking French game. That's you. It's been on for 4 minutes and 18 seconds. It's already 17 to 3? How did that fucking happen? France, Mexico. That's a great game. So Megan Fox engaged again to Brian Austin Green. And then this on the second engagement, she lost the engagement ring on the beach in Hawaii. Had hotel workers trying to find it. Couldn't locate it anywhere. I have the feeling she doesn't want to be engaged. Where it's been broken off before, and now immediately after getting the ring, losing it. Yeah, I don't know them too well. I, I, his name is, is he was a TV star or something? He was original Beverly Hills 90210. Never saw it. And she's Transformers girl? Yeah. Now former Transformers girl. He also rapped for a little while. All right. Double threat. Bag. Brian Austin Green. Bag, y'all. And I also don't think I could ask someone to... I think I could have one proposal in me. 
And if by I, proposal, you mean dildo? No, I meant like asking someone to marry me. If I got, if it broke off, I wouldn't be able you to know, do it again. You know who you should ask? Who's that? Your therapist. She seems like she likes you. She's calling you at work. You're really hoes before bros. And I didn't even realize it. I just have a hate for Mexico after what they did. The Vatican newspaper has named the Blues Brothers a Catholic classic. They got to that late. They got to that 30 years too late. So now they recommend it for Catholics everywhere to go see it. How do they feel about Animal House? That one didn't come up. How about Doubt? They crazy about that fucking movie? So Blues Brothers uh, gets added to the list of things like the Ten Commandments and the Passion of the Christ, and It's a Wonderful Life. What about the Da Vinci Code? Didn't care for that one. Uh, tell me there's a movie called Fuck the Pope. They might like it a lot. This has got to be really good news for Sister Act. If they're starting to branch out into comedies, Sister Act may be uh, being considered next. That's true. Of course, it takes about 30 years, I guess, for them to come around on a film. So it could take a while, Whoopi. She listens? Oh, you never know. She might be. The Polly Shore Unmasked is going to air this weekend on Raw Dog XM and, 150. And, and Sunday night here. We're going to run it here Sunday night? Yep. I can never promote the Sunday night here. Yeah, I um, I should. So that's Polly Shore Unmasked this weekend. You get Rod Dog, XM 150, Sirius 104 on Saturday night starting at 8 o'clock. And then Sunday on... Uh, the virus, XM202, Series 197. Be a really great way to spend Father's Day with your dad, just showing your dad, listening to Unmasked. It's the weasel. Tori Spelling said that she... Um, Who'd she say it to? The press, I guess. I don't know. Just... She was here the other day. Oh, yeah, I didn't get to see her. I, I didn't did. see what she looked like. Uh, you know how they have that serious board? She was standing very sexy in front of it while they were taking pictures. She was doing a thing like you don't only see on TV, but she's kind of pushing the cunny out there. Nice. Very thin girl. Very thin girl, but put the cunny out. Uh, Sam and E-Rock had their picture taken. And uh, E-Rock actually said to Tori Spelling, you're my favorite actress ever. Well, she had a psychic reading, and she said that the late Farrah Fawcett contacted her. She ain't just late. She ain't coming. So uh, the dead Farrah Fawcett contacted her during this the psychic reading and had all kinds of messages for Farrah's, for, for Ryan O'Neill and Farrah's family. Uh, Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I heard Whippy listens to the show. She's going to steal that chips away, bit. She better not. That's Fez's. That's Fez's fucking chunk, Whoopi. Whoopi's actually producing a TV show for a friend of mine. Who? If I would have wanted to say, I'd say. I'll put it this way. For a friend of ours. Oh. Real good fellow. Hmm? Know what I'm saying? Real good guy. Who's got a little bit of tension? So Terry Spelling said that she put all this this message from Farrah Fawcett into a letter and sent it to Ryan O'Neill, 
and she hasn't heard back from Ryan O'Neill yet. The message was, I'm dead. I hate to think of the fact that in the afterlife, Vera Fawcett is still working for the Spelling family. Because Tori was trying to get a hold of her dad, and apparently Farrah was the message that came through. That's nice, though. She probably saw that little girl grow up, sent her a message from the great beyond. And I don't think I would personally, if I thought I heard, I heard from a ghost from someone's family, I don't think I would go running to the family. I would probably want to keep it to myself. That's why you're a better person than Tori Spelling. Oh, yeah. Good or bad news, I think I would want to keep it to myself. Didn't you ever see that Ghost Town movie where they needed to get the messages from Ricky Gervais? Was that the name of it, Ghost Town? I think so. Or Ghost City? Or was it just ghosts? No. You're thinking of, uh, I will always love you. Yeah, Ghost Town. Yeah, Ghost Town. I was right from the beginning. GT. Tony Robbins, he's got a new TV show starting uh, this summer on NBC. Now, is it a TV show or an infomercial? Well, I think it's a... T they're calling it a TV show. I think it's going to play is a little bit like an infomercial. But is it on at 3 o'clock in the morning? No, this will be in prime time. At some point during the summer on, on NBC. What's he going to do? Help people that are fucking tense? Yeah, at one point they said that he gets a quadriplegic to... Uh, Jump out of an airplane. I could fucking throw a quadriplegic out of an airplane. Give me a show. So I think we're going to have a big, big hit here. Because not only is it going to help people, and people love that Biggest Loser show on NBC, but you're also getting quadriplegic stunts. Every week? Um, that's the only one I know about. I can only assume if it works once, Tony oh, will stick with it. Fez with his opinion. Fez is calling it. Tony Roberts, who's been in all the Woody Allen movies, back with a big summer TV show. Oh, this is Tony, uh, Robbins. Banana Fingers from Shallow How. If you're in the uh, Portland area, Portland, Oregon, this weekend, you can hang out with the Ron and Fez fans at Eastburn. That's the bar they're going to in Portland. That's 5 p.m. Portland time on Sunday. They're all having dry uh, chips ahoy. This is how fucking hip they are in Portland. On Father's Day, they go out and party with their friends in the middle of the afternoon. Sounds a whole lot better than hanging out with your dad. Uh, well, in your case, what are you doing? Going to the cemetery again? Drinking hard. Right. Well, Aaron Manifes. Hey, uh, Ron, I got a question for you, buddy. If, if uh, listeners send you in cigars, you, you, you thank them on the radio? Why wouldn't I? Of course I would. I, well, I mean, that, I, that listener, Fez, sent you some, and you didn't thank him, did you? You fucking set me up. <laughs> you set me up completely. Fez, I do want to thank you for these cigars. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for listening. Sure, of course I do. So those are from famous-smoke.com. Next, I want you to call me on Father's Day since you don't have a dad of your own. Okay. And I'll ask you, like, what are you doing at that job? They moving you up at all? 
Seems like they're dragging their feet on some of their promises. I will go over all that, sure. Bright and early. Last time I talked to my dad, he told me Jay Leno was doing better than me. I go, he's doing better than you too, so don't fucking make a big deal out of it. I don't see you with your own fucking couch and desk. Oh, I'm just saying. Does he have his own band? No. Well, my brother likes to go over and play the guitar. And my mom will do the announcing. The NFL uh, owners are meeting this week. and uh, That stands for no fun league, Fez. So, and they're discussing whether to bring in, in 2012, the 18-game regular season. They haven't been talking about this for a while, right? Yeah. So, 18 games regular season and then a two-game preseason. Two-game? More like Jew game. And then they talk. They another. I don't even know why they bother with preseason. Yeah, it's uh, you don't we you don't see the people that are going to be on the field during the regular season anyway. So I don't see why they need the preseason game. So they can see who gets to stay and who gets cut. It's always the borderline guys. You can't how do long, that at a practice. How long have you? Well, you see how they act in a game situation. Oh, okay. Like, you never know what preseason was for. Well, I knew it was, you know, to see who was star. If there was a controversy, well, the, the thing that really makes the fucking team is how good your bench is, because starters go down all the time. So you obviously know your starters, but if you can figure out who should be staying with us, that's what makes the fucking team deep. So you're just moving. Basically, what would happen with an 18-game regular season is you would be moving those two preseason games to the end of the year. Because your starters would either be hurt and not able to play, or they would be sitting and resting, getting ready to go into the playoffs instead of playing two extra games. Well, no, because now it'll take longer for the playoffs to be decided. You know what I mean? You're only resting the guys because the season's wrapped up. Uh huh. So the season won't be getting, you know, you won't start knowing who's got something locked in at 13 games now. You'll have to wait, and we'll go 15, 16 games. Yeah, and everyone will be beat up. They won't be able to play anyway. Everyone's going to be destroyed out there. Well, you do have to feel like there's got to be... The NFL has pushed this thing, and they've had growth for so long that there's got to be some kind of fallback. And this kind of greed will probably do it for them sooner or later. You know? <clears throat> Most people think that the season's too long already with the February. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the playoffs, you never get, you will never have another January Super Bowl, I'm sure. Now, now, if, if they go ahead and there was one thing where they wanted to keep the four preseason games and still add the two regular season, we'll be having the Super Bowl and St. Patrick's Day at the same time. Can you imagine? Um, let's go over here to Lay. Lay your arm on the fence. Hey, Ron. I I'm feeling pretty bad. I was doubting uh, what Fez had to say the other day when he went out to eat with you guys about being the uh, dessert man. Yeah. And he pulled out this whole Chip Ahoy thing, and he cares, and he's telling us about this. I owe Fez an apology for doubting that he is the uh, man to go to on dessert. Well, just this week he had a Chips Ahoy, and he had some chocolate mousse cake. Only one really tasted chocolatey. 
Um, I was thinking about this. What's the worst crime against a polite society? Where you have crimes against society. But murder. Just... I think the all-time murder. Second would be rape. Well, this would be just in treating each other with some courtesy. Murder. I think it's discourteous. And I'm not crazy about the rape. I'm old school, Fezzy, but no means no. Not mean, not, no doesn't mean put your hand over my mouth and push even harder. I think with the polite society, it's the people who aren't picking up their dog shit. You might as You're well. going in the opposite direction of the rest of the world. Everyone else loves the step in dog shit. It, uh, people might as well bring their own shit out of their t- out of their toilet and throw it on a public sidewalk. Good so idea. Yeah. So you're going up against the dog shit on the sidewalk, Fez? Yes, I am. All right. Thinking outside the box. Fez Watley, reframer. How about trash in the street? You like that? Hate it. Absolutely hate it. How about shitting in a sink? No, that's just wrong. It's not what the sink's for. Want to play good and no good? No, that's I. No, those I know. I know, already know are no good. So dog shit on the uh, uh, sidewalk? No good. Dog shit in the bag. Good as long as the bag's getting thrown away. Good, no good. Not good explanation. Chocolate mousse cake? That was good. Chips Ahoy? No good. Picking up a baby? Good. Dropping that baby in the fire? No good. Found a spot for you, big man. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Pat. You're on the Run of Fez show. Fezzy, what's your take on airline food? What do you think of it, Fez? No good. Uh, Mick, you're on Fez. Hey, Fez, I was just wondering, what's your take on taking a shit in the shower? Well, sometimes you can't help it, but it's usually no good. <laughs> well, it is it for us. Another episode of Good, No Good, with the Superstar. We're back here tomorrow for a big Friday show. And I want you to open it up with some cereal. What are you doing with the drinking? Drinking. Just let's start drinking. Friday drinking, Fez? Good. Drinking and driving? No good. Good one, Superstar. Uh, we're going to open up with some funk for Diaper Man. Fuck yeah. P-funk this fucker. Let him have the jam on. And that's the end of my show, Donk. Up to the skies. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV.
Satellite.